What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Riv and Joe Dells. And this is now episode 221. In this episode, we're going to crown our quarterback one, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Debate whose future is brighter between the Jets and Giants. The AFC North division winner, Matt Ryan's vintage game. Talk about the issues with NFC's powerhouses and more. Drew is not on the show today. He went to the Yankees playoff game versus the Guardians. I, I believe it's a do or die game it is, today. And they're up 5-1. They're probably going to advance. Wow, so that's a great move. They advance to play them. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Is Aaron Judge finally playing well? Because I heard he was playing better. Yeah, yeah he had a home run today. And John Carlo had a home run today. Three-run homer. So it was a great time for Drew to go to Shit the game. Shit not moving me. Nah. The Strohs right now are definitely the favorites next round. I've been, how long have I been telling you this? No, you just disgust me because he's an Astros fan, a Warriors fan, a Bills fan, an Eagles fan. It's like all the teams that are running the big sports right now. He bandwagons all the big time teams. Eagles, I'll true. give you. You know, that's been your squad. The Astros sicken me. Well, the Bills weren't good. I was just a Josh Allen fan. So it was just like. It's unfortunate because I know a lot of people were looking forward to seeing Drew's reaction to the Broncos laying yet another, another egg. Yeah. But I, I was actually keeping track of some things, right? The Jets won. My agenda's thriving. Vikings won. My agenda's thriving. Bengals won too. And Joe Burrow returned. Uh, didn't the, the Ravens win last week against the Bengals? Oh, that doesn't matter. Oh, we just didn't have a topic. Okay. Because it didn't fit his agenda last Joe week. Joe Burrow okay. and Matt Ryan. Big, big time performances. That agenda's still up in the air. Gabriel Davis. Great game once again. There you go. I mean, this guy. Paris Campbell. We saw him do some damage with Alec Pierce. Okay. The receiving core. I I was told it was mid. You told it me showed it was up. also mid earlier in the year. Now it's alive. Alec Pierce was, okay. was hurt. You, you just flip his sides whenever it fits. Alec Pierce now is there. He's a big body receiver. This guy can do it all. <laughs> Mr. Dells, I can't lose. Wasn't there a um, Hollywood Brown versus Gabe Davis bet? Yeah. I think that's voided now because yeah, Hollywood's, Hollywood's out for the season. Hey, why is it voided? He's Hollywood's gonna, he's out for the season. He's out six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Six weeks? Oh, six? Okay. Hollywood was on pace for like 1,400 yards too. He was on pace for a Gabe, career Gabe year. Gabe could catch that. He's not with, with his random bro. with his random games. He can't, he's not he fourteen hundred. Hollywood was on pace to be a top five receiver in the league. Our bet was Gabe Davis over eight hundred or a thousand. thousand. Those those. And we had a Kyle Pitts one too, right? A thousand, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's not yeah. great. I, I, I need a couple Matt of those Ryan Gabe Davis was, games. Mariota was enough great. This guy's a tight end maestro. Uh, uh, this is the thing, man. I thought it was more of the touchdown situation with Kyle Pitts. I knew he was going to be around a thousand yards. Uh, he's going to have to a slow start to start the year, but you know. Still plenty you, of time. You, you, can't weeks. Win them. you can't win them all. I, no. You're right, you know. You lost the... Uh, Unless you're me. You lost um, uh, Auden Tate, that's for sure. You lost that one. Uh, the, the Colts <laughs> one, you've gone back and forth. It's been six it's, weeks. It's and you've had, you've had, you've had six have, different I've, takes. I've been back and forth on it. I have. You, yes. Are yes. You, sure you I said have? the Jags were going to win the division just a couple weeks ago. No, I said they look like the best team in the, in the division uh, right now. You see what he does, bro? You see what he does? The Colts are still up. And then last week, And then last week when the Ravens beat the Bengals, we didn't have a Ravens or Bengals topic. 
now that the Bengals won, the Ravens lost, now we have a Bengals topic. So it just when it fits your agenda, that's when it happens. But when my agenda's are thriving, we just don't talk about this. It's cool. Welcome it's back, cool. Dels. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Welcome Pleasure back. to be here. How was Florida? It was good, man. We had a good time. Uh, went to the Florida LSU game. Florida lost, unfortunately. Anthony Richardson had like an 80-yard touchdown run, and it was sold out. I think it was 92,000 people there. Yeah. I've never heard a stadium he was get on sold out before. field, right? We were on row two. Yeah, my girl got some great seats, some, some five seats. That's amazing. I Your thought what? she was actually my on girl. the field for real. Uh-huh. My girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is news to you? No, just okay. It's very new. Yeah, row two, she bugged out. Some good seats. She used to work there. How are you going to counter that? You have some big shoes to fill. We went to the Bahamas, bro. That's, that was that was that, that was a family thing. I know, but I took her. Yeah, but that. But I took you her. Got, to the you got to encounter because this is kind of like a, you know, one on one thing. Okay, I'm, she one on one you with Florida, so now you got a one on one. Boston, we're going to Celtics game. That's not countering. How? How is that not countering? It may counter in your brain because you love Boston. I'm just going to tell you. She likes the heat. Nice. She likes the heat. So I'll we'll go to go Boston. Right. Oh, or we can go to Miami. Oh, you yeah. See, see how nah, I just nah, helped nah, you take it right yeah. to Miami? Okay. You can watch Boston at Miami. That'd be oh, tough. Win-win. That'd be and tough. Mr. Dell's always got something up his sleeve, man. He know What's what he's doing. Man. He know what he's doing. It was a good weekend, though. You guys held it down. Good episode, OG. That's what we do. Yeah, some regular shit. OG said he's down to come on the show regularly. We got to have him on more. Yeah. And more I still and more haven't more. been on a show. Really? I haven't been on a show with OG or with P. Wait, for real? Yeah. Really? Wasn't you on the, the I was 100K on the, K yeah, special? Yeah, but like the one oh, just like, with P oh, when he comes wow, on. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Missing out, bro. We got to have Pee Wee and OG come on here regularly and just chop yeah. it up with us. We need to have both of them at the same time. Yeah, we do. We do. OG and P. I definitely think I'm going to see a lot of disagreements. What does this mean? Wait, what does that mean? Yes. That you're itchy, you're scratching. No, 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 no. There's something when somebody does this. That means like fuck you. I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was doing. In it. what language or like what country? I think it's just culture? like a. It's just like when jester. Yeah, like, mm. Oh, okay. I see. I now see. that that clip with OG when he was talking about the Clippers was not funny. Oh, he's like, yeah. time <laughs> show up to work. You know that was funny. Yeah, it, it, it was funny because he kept saying me and Jabal's name, but I didn't know sometimes who he was talking about or like who he was talking to. He just would say our names. So I was just like, okay. And then like in the beginning of the video, me and Joel was laughing because his his camera froze. So he was talking, and his camera was just sitting in the same spot. So we were just laughing, like, damn. And that was a good show, though. Really good show. So before we go on to our first set of topics, I actually tweeted out on the Pick Aside account. I don't know if you guys saw it. If you guys follow us on Twitter, you probably did. But after each week in the NFL, I am going to tweet out, give me your takeaways, your reactions from this past week and what you saw. And we have, we have a lot of tweets here. I have five tweets specifically that we don't have specific topics on the show today about, but we want to touch on them because you guys are interested in them. I think it's a good way to have you guys more involved in these NFL shows. So first tweet comes from Messi Martinez 5. Shout out Messi Martinez. Deciphering where the real problem is in Denver, Nathaniel Hackett or Russell Wilson? I think it's Russell. You think it is? I, I do think it's Russell. I have to really like... Yesterday was the first game I really, really locked the fuck in on, and yo, he's cooked. You think it's over? Like <laughs> you don't over. think you don't think he's ever gonna I reach? Think he could still get like I don't want to say better, but he can go back to not you think being cooked. You think he'll ever be a top ten quarterback? I don't think he'll ever be a top ten quarterback ever again. Damn. I think like at this Damn. point, like because you got to think next year, all the seven to 10, 11 guys are gonna be young guys, so. It's possible he can't, but I think he could still be good. Yeah. But right now he's cooked. Well, right now coming into this year, in that range was like not the young guys were like Stafford, Carr, Cousins. They were kind of in that range. They go out. I mean, Burroughs solidified himself. Lamar solidified himself. Oh, we know well, who was coming has. up. It was K one. K one's in there. 
Tua, Hurts. Hurts is Hurts is Hurts can win a playoff game and literally yeah. walk in front. Because if Kyler was top ten last year, there's no reason Hurts can't <laughs> yeah, be. So I'm saying it's 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 gonna be. I mean, I would still have Russell top twelve, top thirteen. Yeah. Like I still think he can be good. But my goodness, yo, he's like his from his first half. I thought he was gonna have a good ass game. Like I legit thought, all right, this ain't gonna be no vintage Russ, but this was gonna be a good game. Second half, he was dog shit. So bad. It was so, the first time. That first half was the first time I felt like the Broncos' offense had yeah, like like he was, was making some plays out the pocket, vintage. like like. I thought it was going to be a good-ass yeah. game. Especially after that after that play to Dulcich, I yeah. said, wow. Not only is the Dulcich agenda thriving, now it's my tight end one yep. coming out the draft. I, I was like, Dulcich, that's my guy. Albert O, unfortunate. It, he's just not good, I guess, because he's each that's week whatever. he's been getting less and less snaps. Yeah. Albert O, whatever, you know. But Greg Dulcich lit a spark under that team. It was a great first drive. I thought that when the team has 10 days to prepare for a game, you should have come out like that. And I thought they were going to continue to do that. It wasn't 11. It was Monday night. Right? Yeah, 11. Yeah, 11. 11. It's yeah, even worse. an extra day. We saw Matt Ryan in the Colts offense find that click. You know, we saw Matt Ryan go crazy. I don't think he did. the yeah, problem I don't think the problem is, <clears throat> is just one person. Like, I don't think Russell Wilson is the clear and sole problem. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I will say, does Russ get the majority of the blame? He yes, because I, I don't even know Nathaniel Hackett. You can talk about his game management. You can talk about his coaching staff hires. They haven't been terrific outside of uh, a Giro of arrow, the defensive coordinator. But Russell Wilson is not hitting easy reads. He's not as accurate as he once was. And there, was there a- are teams that are now honing on on what he does because they know he doesn't target the middle of the field. So they squeeze the sidelines and they kind of let him. They're forcing him to throw here. And Russell Wilson being 5'11", 5'10", it's the same problem Kyler Murray struggles yeah. with. They just can't see over certain linemen, and they, they don't they don't trust the throw. There was a play where Russell, the dude was literally standing yep. in the middle, right in yeah. front of Russell. That was all he, looked, he just refused to pass him the ball. And it was there a third down, too. Yeah, it it was easy. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's – I know we played a short game card, but – That's not even a sh- – because I don't think there that's was, a short – There was like, no offensive the, lineman. The pop, it was it, right straight ahead. shit opened up. He can see him. I really think, like, Hackett's going to get blamed – but receivers be open, man. Hackett's going to be the scapegoat. He's going to get fired at the end of the year. They're going to bring in someone else, someone probably with experience. Maybe a Sean Payton is interested in coaching Russell Wilson. To you know, every time a coach gets fired, they bring in the opposite type of guy. You have Hackett who fifty million. I know you have Hackett who never coached NFL coaching job before. Was never an NFL head coach. I should say. Now I'm assuming next offseason they're going to bring in someone with experience, mm. with play calling experience, who's you know won something at some point in his career. He's going to be the scapegoat, but you're right. It has to go on both of them. Russell has now played up to his standards. Hackett has been an absolute whiff up to this point, you know, six weeks through the year. And they're the last scoring offense in the league. They're the worst offense in the league right now. I can't put the blame on just one person. They both get the blame. But at the end of the day, you can move off Hackett with no problem. You can't move off $250 million. Yeah, you can. And uh, the other problem is that they can't run the ball. And for a quarterback, that's essential. Every quarterback that's had terrific seasons – outside of very few outliers like Josh Allen right now, you have to be able to run the ball to complement the quarterback. And they're not being able to, they're not running the ball effectively. For some reason, Nathaniel Hackett thought that when Javante was healthy, he should have split the workload with Melvin Gordon. Now Melvin Gordon is the only one healthy and Latavius Murray's getting more of the snaps and Melvin Gordon gets benched. I don't understand. I, I don't understand what's happening in Denver. I do think that Nathaniel Hackett to begin with was never supposed to get hired in the first place. He was Aaron Rodgers bait. And they didn't get Rodgers. Russell Wilson, although I feel like Russell Wilson will come back to a standard level of play, 
but the contract still won't age well because he's a quarterback that relies heavily on his athletic ability to create plays outside of pocket, outside of structure, and that's obviously diminished. It's not the same anymore. So I think overall, it, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of blame around Denver, but definitely to me, I think it's Russ. Next tweet is. And I wish Drew was here to read this to, to react to this tweet. Shout him out. Shout him out. Dolphins being a lottery team without Tua isn't mentioned enough. This is from Veraka Nine. Are they a lottery team? Oh, he loves. I, I, I mean, bro. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday Teddy had three hundred thirty yards, yeah. two touchdowns. Tyree Kill had one hundred seventy yards. Waddle had one hundred thirty yards. Tua obviously opens up this offense, I mean, the, but th- the, this was a game the against Jets the Vikings. Game, this was a game. The Jets game looks fuzzy because Teddy went out early. So they had to put in Skyler. They really had no game plan for that. I thought they would lose to Cincy regardless. Tua was not playing well in that game. I mean, it, it looks his take looks good right now, but I don't know. It wasn't like this was. It wasn't running away with the league. It was still pretty, pretty early. And the, the way league. the the Vikings won this game off a weird Jalen Waddle fumble where he kind of lost the ball. Nobody touched him. Then Dalvin Cook the next couple plays yeah, gets a 50-yard touch. I'm like, the Vikings did not dominate this game. They won 24-16. They, they win on weird ways anyways. They can't win by more than one possession. It's just not in their DNA. Yeah, the Tua, I was actually looking at NFL quarterback stats earlier today, and Tua's a top. He's number one in most of them right now Yeah, they're, in they're, terms of passer rating. And, they're and definitely a better team like with Without a Tua. So, yeah, they know. are. But I, I still... I'm not completely sold on Tua. I think Tua, he's a fine facilitator. He's a good game manager. But it's too early to decide. We just have to see what yeah. happens when defenses truly scheme up for what they're good at doing and take that away. And what can you do when you're forced to create something out of structure? I think without a doubt, this offense is better without Tua. But I'm not going to sit and pretend like the offense was broken yesterday because Teddy was in and out Tua. The, the offense was great. They just put up 16 points. They, they couldn't convert in the Teddy's end. Teddy's fine. Yeah, yeah. Next tweet is from X Pacifica. Bailey Zappi is better than Mac Jones. I'm not interested. I'm interested this. to hear your take. You said it was ridiculous. Yeah, and yeah. No, I, I Zappi's look. Zappi's put together I, I think, games. I think that we are getting to this point where whenever a quarterback comes in and has a good stretch of games, there it's a quarterback controversy. Yeah. You saw that with Cooper Rush. I said that he was going to get exposed versus Philadelphia. He did. Now everybody's Didn't clamoring. You pick for, no, I picked Philadelphia to win that game. You sure? Relax, relax. I picked Philadelphia. Okay. I kind of remember him picking. Dallas. No, you no, picked I the Jags. That's what it was. Sorry, you picked. Yeah, the I Jags did pick the Jags the over the okay. Philadelphia Sorry. Eagles a couple weeks ago. Casual. Yeah. When There's I no look ball. at with Bailey Zappi, the Packers game, he had less than 100 yards. The game versus Detroit Lions, it was okay, but the running game was dominating, and he was hitting a lot of stuff like play action stuff. He had an okay game. This game versus the Browns was the real legit. Wow, this was a fantastic game from Bailey Zappi. And even in that game, Bailey Zappi's hitting a wide open receivers. I mean, these guys are wide open. He made a couple good throws. I think he has some good escapability outside the pocket. Bailey Zappi is a fine quarterback. I think he's okay. But there's nothing that he does that's better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones is better at reading defenses. He's better at throwing the ball into tight windows. Mac Jones he has struggled arm talent. before that injury. Mac Jones was struggling bad. I know. Mac Jones, he, he had his moments, but then again, I look at Mac Jones versus Baltimore. He threw three interceptions. One of them was like a late game one, which it was just like a heaver. It's like whatever. But Mac Jones made some high-level throws versus Baltimore and that defense. Before crowning Bailey Zappi, I want to see him face a a competent defense. It's been against the Packers. It's been against the Lions. It's been against the Browns. All three of those defenses aren't very good. Bailey Zappi is – I will say this about Zappi and Mac Jones – I don't think Bailey Zappi is better than Mac Jones, but Mac Jones 
can't be content with his position right now. Mac Jones, every game he has to take as if he plays poorly, he can be replaced because that's very true. Although I do think Mac Jones is better than him, Bailey Zappi does a lot of the same things Mac Jones does, and he offers a little bit more athleticism and escapability outside the pocket, but he doesn't have the arm strength, which means Mac Jones has to be on his heels. He has to be on his toes. That quote from Pete Carroll the other day and how Drew Locke is nipping at Geno Smith's heels, that has to be Mac Jones because Bailey Zappi's right there, and if the Patriots continue to win with Bailey Zappi, I don't think Bill Belichick is afraid to pull the trigger on switching the quarterbacks because he's done it before with Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe. But I do think Mac Jones is better. And when he comes back, I think now that the Patriots offense is rolling, we'll see a better Mac Jones. I think that's hey, the shining, boy. Thanks, dude. The she, she, dumbest been looking at it, on yeah. IG. Where day. you get that from? Ah, oh, come on. I can't reveal. Oh, <laughs> bro, it's gatekeeping the chain. <laughs> this guy's nuts, bro. Okay, I can't, you know. The biggest difference between, I think, the Patriots situation and the Cowboys is we know Dak is a borderline top 10 quarterback. Well, Mac yeah. Jones is not in the discussion yet. You know, we, he, we he's in that 15 to 20 range. Season, though. Mac was Jones solid. had one of the best rookie seasons yeah. in a while for a quarterback. He was solid. And they were slept on. He was solid. So we, can't, we can't ignore that. He was solid, but his position isn't solidified like Dak's position is solidified. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's true. Yes. You know, that's, that's the biggest difference. And I will say this. I do Bailey think Bailey Zappi is better than Cooper Rush. I do. I think he's a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. Just from what I've seen and just the prospects out of college that they both are, I think Bailey Zappi offers a little bit more than Cooper Rush. That's fair to say. And that's why I think there's a there's more of a competition between him, him and Mac Jones, but then again, I still don't think there is one. I think it's Mac Jones clearly, and Mac Jones will come back and he'll play well. Let's hope so. This is from Logical Bears. And then uh, there's two more tweets. Zach Wilson is doing nothing better than Justin Fields, and the and the stats show that as well. Zach Wilson's making far fewer mistakes. He hasn't made any of those highlight level plays. And against Pittsburgh, he made plays to win us that game. In the last two games, against Miami and against the Packers, he has not had to do anything to win us games. Our defense has been phenomenal. Our special teams has been phenomenal. So he hasn't had to go out there and make those high level performances. Justin Fields. Has to because his defense and special teams has not been as good as the Jets. But he's also made far more mistakes. He's taken more sacks. And I think overall his decision-making has just been poor. Zach hasn't had those moments yet. He had a nice throw to Corey Davis, even though it was a bit underthrown. Um, but Zach just right now, the way this team is playing with Brees Hall, the way he's running the ball, he hasn't had to do that yet. When the time comes, because it will eventually, maybe against his Broncos, have a great defense, he has to be able to make those fourth-quarter plays you know, crisis situation where it's third and seven, third and eight, keep the drive alive. Zach has to do that. But to say he's not doing more than Justin Fields is rude because while statistically maybe the yards and, and touchdown passing touchdowns is there, the interceptions are not there. The fumbles aren't there. Zach is doing a lot of the same things he was doing in the second half of last year, limiting the turnovers, keeping the Jets in games. And right now, if our team's going to continue to play like this, that's all he has to do. I think that's such a crazy-ass tweet. Um, I think both of them are doing a lot of things to win their team the game, but you hit it like Justin Fields just makes far too many mistakes. His his passing is limited. Like his his uh, coach, they don't let him do too much. But with Zach Wilson, you can see Zach is a better passer. He's more accurate than Justin Fields. Justin Fields better with his feet. So I guess like, you can kind of nitpick there. But I think both guys are making plays. But Zach, you have to look at his team, how they're galvanizing around him, the way they're winning, and you have you. There's no way you can even come up with that conclusion with the way the Jets are playing right now. That's because of Zach Wilson. They're undefeated with him. I don't think that it's crazy to say, but then again, Zach Wilson hasn't been asked to do much. Zach Wilson, the only time he's been asked to make plays was in the fourth quarter versus Pittsburgh 
we're down. We need you. And Can Zach Wilson perfect? won the game. He won the game for us. But versus Miami, he wasn't asked to do much. Hit this little schemed up Brees Hall wheel route. He did that. And I will say this about Zach Wilson. And this is something that kind of pisses me off about the Jets and what they're doing right now. They're winning. I love that they're winning. But the fact that in every single goal line opportunity, it's run, 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 Braxton Berrios jet sweep. It's not, it's no play action rollout. It's it's nothing easy for Zach Wilson to just get an easy touchdown pass. And there have been times Zach has led the offense down the field, and yet we reward the running backs for a touchdown. Versus the Packers game. I saw the Jets inside the 10-yard line run the ball like eight damn times. We had we had three downs. We got another set of downs, and we continued to run the ball. And I was like, can we just get Zach's confidence going with a touchdown pass at least? Can we just get him going? Like, build some confidence within him. Like, why why are we just running all the time? The only counterpoint I would have is the one time they did let him throw was when he rolled out to the right, tried to throw a cross his body to Corey Davis, which was almost intercepted. I think that's what they're trying to limit, limit the mistakes, because they know, listen, we're probably going to get into it later, but scoring across the board in the NFL is down. It's down almost 20%. That's why I feel like almost every week we come in here with people who underperform and teams who look broke on offense, where just in reality, it's just the entire NFL scoring is down across the board. So right now with the way the Jets defense is playing, the pass rush is playing, I understand wanting to limit the turnovers. I understand taking those field goals instead of trying to get seven, but potentially Zach putting the ball in harm, which he did, which could have easily been an interception. So they're protecting him to an extent. But like you said, in Pittsburgh, he did show that. He's going to have to consistently show that throughout the season. Not, you know, four quarters, but once we get in those situations where he has to win us games. Next tweet is from Anthony Rasica. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl, who y'all who y'all got? Well, I have the Bills if they were to meet. <laughs> um, and I do think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. Uh, yeah, I, I undoubtedly think we're the best team in the NFC. Who would I pick to win the Super Bowl? Got to stick with my agenda, man. I'd probably pick the Bills. Oh, not your team. I, I, I said the Bills would win the Super Bowl in like August, I don't September. Know. Uh, I, I, do think, I do think right now <laughs> the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, that'd be a tough Super Bowl. I would have to ride for my guys, though. I'd have to, I'd have to ride for the Eagles. Your I'd have, I'd have hilarious. to ride to it. It's really just Jalen. Your guys, and you're Jaylen. picking the opposite team. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts of you. Got to stick with the agenda. I can't flip flop. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't literally your favorite football team, I'd understand. Well, I mean, Buffalo. I really like them too. And Josh is like my favorite player. So. <laughs> it's, it's like, like a, it's like a Bulls versus it's like Steph. Steph. Yeah, it's like you ah. said you would take the Bulls though. Root for the Bulls because the Warriors have won four, so I've seen it enough. Okay. You know That's what fair. I'm saying? I've already seen the Eagles. Super Bowl. Um, I would have still if I was a fan of my team, I'll still pick my team. I'm not picking nobody else. Nah, I need to see. The we Eagles wouldn't know it. because you don't really get in situations like this with your teams. Mm, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So okay, before we go on to the next topic, I want to say this. Mojo recently launched this new uh, feature within the app that you can now invest into college players. And it's college oh, quarterbacks. Oh. You can invest into Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Kayla Williams, me a heart Quinn Ewers, Will Levis, <clears throat> Hendon Hooker, DJ from Clemson, Anthony Richardson is at $7 right now. You can invest in him. So I'm just going to right now, I have the Mojo app on my phone right now, and I'm going to show you guys my portfolio. I'm actually down 
$13.44 right now. Justin Jefferson, I'm down on him. Although I was up $14 the other day, but Drew, I was at, I was at I was watching the football games with Drew on Sunday. He convinced me to sell all the stocks I had in other players and invested into Tua. And for some he reason, convinced I, you to do that? <laughs> he did convince me to do it. So I did it and I lost the plus 14 I had on Justin Jefferson. But I, I've invested in Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, Kenneth Walker. Is Caleb Williams like that? I've yeah, heard. He I've is, heard. Yeah. I have. What school he plays for? USC. He's a uh, class of 2024, though. Uh, I thought he was at Oklahoma. Transferred when uh, Lincoln Riley left. On here, I've invested into Damian Pierce, Breeze Hall. I got a free stock in Herbert when I joined. And if you do join Mojo, you're eligible for a free stock uh, for a top player. And it could be Justin Herbert. I got Zach Wilson. He's down $8 right now. Garrett Wilson's down almost $4. Two was down $2 right now. Yeah. And Chase is down only $0.07 cents right now. So I've invested into a lot of players. But I want to talk about this feature in the college quarterbacks because Bryce Young, we know he could possibly be a, the number one pick in the draft this upcoming draft. So people might be wondering, okay, you invest into a college quarterback, how do we know what their price is going to be or how does that work? So basically, Bryce Young's price right now is $33. It's comparable to Zach Wilson and Tua. That's where his price is. That's where Mojo's projecting his price to be. So if I go to compare, let's say Bryce Young, can he be as good as Trevor Lawrence in year two? Let's just say Trevor Lawrence because he's in year two. Trevor Lawrence right now is $63. So if Bryce Young, who's at 33, is as good as Trevor in his first two seasons, that price can skyrocket. It could double, double in the first two years. We can even say maybe not Trevor Lawrence. Let's go to another quarterback. Let's try maybe Kyler Murray, who's at $59. Year four, this $33 investment could turn into $59. And the more investments you have, obviously, the more money you make off of that. So if you do believe Bryce Young or Caleb Williams or C.J. Stroud will be the next big-time star, Mojo now gives you the opportunity to invest into one of these high-level college quarterbacks. And everybody wants to be right on these quarterbacks. Everybody wants to be right on these quarterbacks. I saw that on Twitter, actually. After the show, I am depositing and putting money on Caleb Williams. He's my favorite quarterback in college right now. I think he's going to be the best out of all the guys coming out. I like him more than Bryce Young, than Stroud, DJU. His price is $27 right now. He's class of 2024, mm -hmm. though. That's why he might be a little bit lower because he needs two years until he comes out to the NFL. But I think he's going to be the best prospect out of I'll give, what's uh, available right now. I'll give you guys a mission. Somebody send me the film work on uh, all these young quarterbacks. I'll just pick one randomly. Anthony I, Richardson, $7. Yeah, AR has had an up season. He's coming into uh, this year? Well, he didn't start at all. Like, he was kind of a wildcat type of guy the last year at Florida. So, this was his first year being the starting quarterback. So, he has, like, six career starts as quarterback. He's a very raw type of player. I kind of compared him to Trey Lance, but probably even more raw than Trey Lance. Like, he's big. He's fast. He's mobile. He has a crazy arm. Um, but he just isn't refined. Like, he's not accurate. He doesn't make the best decisions. He has a long way to go. I'm curious. If he this comes out year this year. This is year three. But, so again, his there. first year starting. Um, if he comes out this year, I still think he could be a day two pick just because of his physical attributes. But if he stays another year and he balls out next year instead, he could be a first round pick. Okay. But he could also have a, a Sam Howell type, or excuse me, um, not Sam Howell. Uh, who am I thinking of? Matt Barkley situation mm. where he was a first round pick. He comes for another year and now he's a fifth round pick. So Screaming. I think if Richardson stays for another year and struggles again, we could see him be a day three pick. Bryce or CJ Stroud, who do you think is going to be better in the NFL? I'd have to go Bryce right now. Stroud's having the better year so far. I think I would go Bryce right now, but subject to change. 
I'm just going to say this. Based off the track records of the two schools, Ohio State does not develop great NFL quarterbacks. Alabama, we have in the past couple of years, Jalen Hurts, Matt Jones. Damn. Tua has been good. Who and else? Wait, Bryce wait. Young, I think, is a better prospect than all of those guys. No, no, no. I know. no I'm thinking Stroud is from Ohio, Ohio State. State. So who the hell is that quarterback from Clemson? That's DJ thinking Stroud is from Clemson this whole time. Now, CJ Stroud is from Ohio State. Ohio is State DJ quarterbacks good? have not panned out. He's had a bounce back year, for sure. Last year, he struggled a lot, but this year, he bounced back, probably put himself in the conversation for first-round pick. I just feel like the way the Ohio State offense is ran, it's a lot of one-read stuff, and yeah. I, I don't know if those quarterbacks are always ready, but I will say this. CJ Stroud, to me, looks like the best prospect yes. of all the Ohio State quarterbacks that have came out. I think he's I think the he's favorite a better, to a number yeah, one. He's a better prospect, in my opinion, than Justin Fields, and also, when you look at Bryson and C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud has the fill, has the body for the NFL. Where Bryce Young, he's smaller. a bit on the smaller side. You do have that injury concern. But I do think Bryce Young, just as a thrower of the football, is just better. Bryce Young has that it factor to him. He's phenomenal. He had a crazy touchdown uh, last week, kind of on like rolling backwards, pressure in his face, off the platform, made a strike to the back of the end zone for a touchdown. The Mojo QR code, they gave us a, a QR code that is going to be on the screen. You can just with your phone on your camera, you know, um, how tap do you do it? it? Focus. Just go to your tap photos. It and focus tap focus it, yeah. on it. And then it'll pop yeah, up. Yeah, and then the you bottom. can go to the Mojo app. We're going to have the QR code somewhere here. It's going to be somewhere here. I love it. QR codes are finally being put to good use. It's it's so, they're so easy and simple. You just click and boom, by the bang, it works. Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. I think the game of the year so far. The Bills beat the Chiefs 24 to 20. All-time Mahomes is 3-2 and two against Josh Allen, although most of those wins came when Josh Allen was not who he is now, which was in 2020. This game was spectacular. I felt like it was just a back-and-forth between two great quarterbacks making big-time plays. You saw the Mahomes touchdown to Juju where he broke a couple tackles. Before the first half, the Bills had this 90-yard touchdown drive that ended with the Gabe Davis touchdown. We know he gets like that. I mean, his release off the line is second to none. One of the best deep threats in the game right now. Beat He's Joshua averaging Williams. like 25 a catch. It's, it's insane. And even with that touchdown, Casey drove right back and kicked the field goal. Harrison Bucker 62-yarder before the first half. So easy for him. But what I really want to touch on was just the final moments of the game. Game winning touchdown to Dawson Knox. So impossible throw for any quarterback not named Mahomes, Allen, maybe even Rodgers, where Allen just fitted between two defenders. He threw Dawson Knox open. One defender was in front of him. He tried to tip it, and we saw there was a defender in the back of Dawson Knox, and Dawson Knox just caught it. And then the interception from Teron Johnson to, to seal the game. Now, to me, this game showed exactly why the Bills went and got Von Miller. Because in all those key moments in the fourth quarter, the guy who was making those big-time plays, who was in Patrick Mahomes' face, was Von Miller. And one can make the argument that if you, you had Von Miller with 13 seconds left in the playoffs, he would have made the play that wouldn't have given Mahomes enough time to even get it to Tyreek Hill for them to go on and win the game. This was a phenomenal one. But I just come away thinking thinking about this game. A question of mine is, when is it time to say Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL? It's not time yet. Why? I don't, why? Playoffs. He's got to do it. It matters. And it, it matters because Mahomes has got everything Allen wants. The Super Bowl MVP, the MVP, the wins over him in the playoffs. You know, So it's like to say 
Allen has surpassed Mahomes because of a regular season game. I don't think you could put that yet. You know, as much as Allen has been playing, he's been amazing. Mahomes has been amazing. But uh, like you said, Von Miller was great in the fourth quarter. We need to start talking about Stephon Diggs as being arguably the best receiver in the league. He's been absolutely amazing from start to finish. He's been incredible for them. Um, the defense, the depth they have on that defense in that secondary has been great. You know, the rookie, uh, I don't know how to say Elam. Elam, he's been great. Teron Jackson making that interception. But to say Allen over Mahomes, I think it's still, like you said, it's, it's not yet. It, I don't think it's crazy. Mahomes versus Allen, their last three matchups, Allen is 2-1. and one. Allen has thrown for 324 yards per game, 66% completion percentage, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Mahomes, 329 yards, so he has more yards, 66 completion percentage. They're the same. Seven touchdowns to four interceptions. And this season, Josh Allen leads all quarterbacks in yards, total touchdowns, is above Mahomes in passer rating, yards per attempt, QBR. MVP. And Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes has been better head-to-head, was better in the playoffs when they faced off against each other too, and is better this season. The only thing, I, I agree, the only thing holding him back is that Super Bowl ring, but I think he gets it this year. And they win the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I, I think he gets it this year. I think That's the fine. Bills are going to get it. That's fine, but I don't think you could say it in week six. Like, in February when the Super Bowl happened, then we could have that conversation. First of all, I think this type of game is exactly what the NFL wanted, even though it wasn't the type of scoring we saw in the in the champion or the round two exciting. last year. Yeah. Um, this is the type of game they want with two high level quarterbacks, two teams that could score at any moment. Any moment, a high level defensive player like Von Miller, Chris Jones on the other side. Like these are the two babies for the NFL. These are the two teams they want to prop up with these quarterbacks, with these play calling, with you know the explosiveness on both teams. I came away from this game thinking this doesn't change anything if you think Josh Allen's the best quarterback and doesn't change anything if you think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. I have the have argument interceptions. You I have the argument <laughs> that Patrick Mahomes, the separator right now is the playoffs and it's a Super Bowl win. But your argument saying Josh Allen is better is well head to head statistically Josh Allen is better. Just as a player though, when you look at Mahomes and it's Josh close. Allen strictly as players, who pops out more on the screen? They to both, me, it's, it's one A, one B. To bro. me, it's Josh I don't, Allen. I don't think you could say either pops off Josh more. They're Allen, the two to best me, quarterbacks in the NFL. Josh right Allen, now. the past two years, has looked like he has a stronger arm. He he's the far better runner. He's the better runner than yes. Mahomes. But Mahomes, but Mahomes can do neck it. Neck. Mahomes could do it too. They just decision don't ask him to I do it. Josh Allen decision making. They just don't ask Mahomes to do it to run like Josh. He can't. First of all, I know he, he can't, can't. But he has the athleticism and the speed. We saw in the Apes in the no, he can, he championship can. and but round not two like last Allen. year. He can no, do it but Allen also though. puts himself in harm's way doing that too. Did you see Patrick that? Allen leap? The, the, the yeah, no, he's a freak. Um, I think we had this conversation. Probably not, but. Last year, we remember the playoff game. In the regular season, the Bills won 38-20 over the Chiefs. That was the worst loss of Patrick Mahomes' career at home. No one remembers that. No one remembers Josh Allen had 400 total yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. Everyone just remembers in the AFC Divisional game, round two, finally got that right. Patrick Mahomes went down with 13 seconds, got the field goal. Even in the playoffs before that. Yeah, and but last last year's was yeah. the game, like a game of the, you know, the century almost. Um, people remember the playoff game, 13 seconds left, then going to overtime, how easy everything looked. So I think that's still going to be the takeaway when these teams inevitably see each other again in the playoffs. If Patrick Mahomes beats him again, it's, it's not a conversation. Patrick Mahomes still has to have it. I know we have these arguments back and forth, and you pick and choose when you think quarterbacks are winning stat, when it's not <laughs> winning stat. So we'll leave that for another day. I think I said it after the playoff game last year. I think these are the two best quarterbacks I've seen in my lifetime. I think talent-wise, pure arm strength, athleticism, mobility, 
arm angles, off-platform. These are the two best quarterbacks I have ever seen play in the NFL, and we're grateful to have him for the next 10 to 15 years. But I don't think anything from this game takes away from what the overarching opinion is on people between Mahomes and Allen. I think the one thing that Josh Allen has closed the gap on, which everyone has talked about on Mahomes, is in the fourth quarter in those close games because we kind of all say how Mahomes has leverage over him in those tight games and when it really matters. But in the fourth quarter this season, Josh Allen has has been better. Patrick Mahomes has completed 56% of his passes in the fourth quarter, one touchdown, three interceptions, three interceptions, a 55 passer rating. Josh Allen's completed 66% of his passes, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and 115 passer rating. If you look at last year, too, it is almost identical as well. So I don't think we could keep having that debate between in the fourth quarter, in these close games, I'm going to take Mahomes because he's proven it. He has done it in the playoffs up until this point, but I think Josh Allen has definitely closed that gap. For me, it's 1A, 1B. I don't think you could say one guy pops off way more than the other. Does Josh Allen make more highlight-level plays? Sure, but... Tom Brady didn't make all these highlight-level plays, and he's the GOAT. And you know what people, I mean? Many people for years said Rodgers was better. Yeah, I know. He just didn't but, have the but scoring at, cast. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, at the end of the careers, it's obvious what ends up happening. I mean, look, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a clearing. I don't think it's a Josh Allen's here, Mahomes is here. I, I think it's 1A, 1B. But Josh Allen in the last three matchups has outplayed Mahomes. Jo- Josh Allen in that playoff game in a divisional round was perfect. Was, was as perfect as you can be. Was Mahomes but, not too? But, but not as Josh Allen. How? We're, we're, we're going to crown. He went down 13 seconds, got a field goal, and then won in overtime. We're going to crown Patrick Mahomes because he threw a slant to Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill took it a distance with 13 seconds left. Are we serious? Are we serious? Josh Allen had a historic game from Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis looked like Jerry Rice. I think Josh is more dynamic. Yes, he's a better dual threat for sure. Right, and... This is more. This is. I don't think this is. This, this is probably gonna be like a Brady Payton thing for a it long time. It will. I mean, this is Brady Payton. I don't think this is but Brady it's more flash. This is. Yeah. This is. They're better. They're like just as talents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As yes, talents. Yeah. They're better. They're the two best quarterbacks I think the NFL has ever seen. They're better, but it's just last it's three match. Last three matches of Josh Allen: ten touchdowns, zero interceptions. Mahomes: seven touchdowns, four interceptions. He lost a divisional round. But Josh Allen led a game-winning drive. Like I know, but then Mahomes had two game-winning drives. He he was as perfect as you can be in that game. You're you're making it sound like Mahomes wasn't perfect too. Mahomes wasn't as look. Perfect is perfect. You can't be more perfect than somebody else. Maybe Mahomes was nine point eight. Josh Allen was (laughs) ten. Okay, I'll take a nine point eight and a win than being a ten and a loss. Point eight and a W. You got to a a coin flip. Whatever you want to say, I get it. Tyreek Hill took a slant. To field goal 13 line. seconds. He went down and got a field goal. An absolute must-case scenario. You cannot take that away from him. Tyree that is per- that Tyree is Kill 13 seconds. There is no room for error. 13 <laughs> seconds. He was a 10 out of 10. And what happened in the fourth when he had to be 10 out of 10? He threw an interception right to Teron Johnson. Okay. Josh Allen's not making that mistake. And the regular in the regular season, they got smoked by 18 last year, and then the playoffs didn't matter. Well, this time around, the Bills will beat them in the playoffs. The Bills, we'll the Bills are the team. This they, is a big win the for them, though, the because NFL. if they have the uh, the advantage over them in terms of seeding and they get the number one seed, they could be, be at home compared be to being in KC. Mm-hmm. That changes things for sure. I'm just, look, I just really 1991. think. 1991. Pat, Patrick Mahomes in 2018, undisputed best quarterback. 2019, undisputed best quarterback. Uh, 2020, I think. Aaron Rodgers MVP back to back 2020 and 2021. Although you can have Mahomes over Rodgers. Won the Super Bowl when in 2020. Yeah, I may be mixing my years up. I think you're a year ahead. Yeah, I think you're. Did Mahomes? He was a full time starter in 2019 or 20, 2018? 2019. Uh, 18, I think. 
Because Mahomes won the Super Bowl COVID year, right? Yeah, it was it was right before COVID hit. Mahomes won the right Super Bowl. COVID. That was 2020, yeah. yeah. Okay, so 2018, 2019, 2020, 2020, he won. Yeah, because Rodgers had back-to-back MVPs, but Mahomes won the Super Bowl. And he went to Super Bowl. Mahomes lost won in 2019. It. Yeah, it, facts. There's 2019 yeah. season. So 2020, 2020, 2021, Rodgers back-to-back MVP, I think. Him and Mahomes, you can make an argument. You give Rodgers, Mahomes, Mahomes cast. Mahomes is still better. They, bro, Devontae you know, Adams. The same. Bro, Aaron Jones. Bro, he had Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. I understand, bro. I'm not, I know, but. Mahomes is still better. Uh, yeah. Mahomes is better. He, he got kind of like when LeBron but, doesn't win MVP, but we know LeBron's still better. But I don't really think there's this gap, though. There's not. There's like, not. Oh, hell no. Last year <clears> or two years ago, there wasn't this gap between Rodgers and Mahomes. And right now, there's not a gap between Allen and Mahomes. I think, the only, I think the only gap is the fact that it's them two and then the rest there's of the gap. quarterbacks. There's That's a gap where the gap them is. Too. Yeah. yeah. It, it's Mahomes and Allen. And then everybody and then, else. And everybody else. There's no doubt. And that's why you look, look, you look at the Bills. Second in offense, first in defense right now. And this team's only getting better when Trey White comes back. Facts. When Trey White comes Come back, this, team, this secondary will be much better. Kyrie, Kyrie Elam, Elam is getting a lot of reps. He's getting better. I mean, this team, I'd be shocked if they don't make it out to the AFC and ultimately win the whole thing because I don't see a real legit threat in the NFC that can beat the Bills. The, Chiefs. The, e- the Eagles have a complete team, but ultimately when you got a guy like that at quarterback, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. I don't it really does not. I don't. It really does not. Josh Allen is that good. And I just feel like I just feel like watching the last couple of matches between Mahomes and Allen, Josh Allen to me has come out as the guy who looks better. We, we talked about it last playoffs when the Chiefs beat them. I said I thought Josh Allen had the better game. Like Josh I, yeah. Allen well, was better. I think better this one, me. Josh Allen definitely had the better game. Yeah, like, and he clearly. won. Yeah. But you have like I get it, bro. But you got to close. Not that Josh Allen didn't In close. The end, you it's just Mahomes, ha- Mahomes. Mahomes hasn't closed though. Cincinnati, he lost. I'm saying last year they beat the Bills, but <laughs> close. But then the next game he didn't close versus the Bengals. He lost. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, bro. And he went not to last another. year. 2019, he did. Allen lost in the second round, so he can't. So really, th- is the only quarterback that closed last year Stafford? <laughs> right? What the and fuck? Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow. But he lost in the Super Bowl. He closed within the AFC. He lost in the That's Super Bowl. Aaron Donald sacked him to lose the game. No, he could do about that. Okay. No, he could do about. You're that. unbelievable. I'm just saying, man. Let's let's give at let's t- let's talk about Allen being QB one. I'm, if you want to say he's QB1, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. Like, that's fine. Josh Allen is just as good as Mahomes. But in the playoffs, in that one situation, like, you have to be super, super nitpicky. Nah, because you're, you're, make, you're making it sound like Josh Allen is Jimmy Garoppolo and, <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes Christ. is Aaron Rodgers. Did I not say they're 1A, 1B? Did I not no, say the two best quarterbacks <laughs> Jesus, in NFL history? Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because now when it matters to him. I, I see. I see Dallas. Now Josh when Mahomes. it matters. Those are the, that's Josh Mahomes. Josh Allen really clears, like. Oh, like Dan Marino, no chance. Like all those old guys, bro. Like I don't know if we're gonna have old heads in the comments. These two clear hey, respect, everybody. Respect to them, though. Respect. Different vibes. Without a doubt. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't they be here. But pioneers, bro. Respect. They're pioneers, I but I don't like when people disrespect the old heads. Let's be, I mean, come on. Respect. Let's be honest. Different genetics. Let's be honest. They paved the way, bro. Like, are these two? Has anyone in NFL history been as good as these two quarterbacks? Yes, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is not as good. I don't think guys. so. Damn, if it ain't Payton, I can't take it. Like, I don't think so. If it ain't Payton, Mahomes it, it can't already be has a 50 touchdown season. He has a suit. Like, he's been he's been starting for four years. He went to two Super Bowls, two AFC I mean, championships, MVP. He has a he won the Super Bowl. Like evolution, bro. It's always gonna 
No, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I've said, is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Josh Allen is now creeping up there because he came onto the scene sort of late. You he know, did. two years. Mahomes was right off the get. He was going to remind you of this every time you pick the offensive lineman over Josh Allen. <laughs> you know, Josh Allen said he pukes before every game. I think like pukes? four or five times. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he said that before every season. game. Yeah, he throws up before every single game. Got to definitely remind you. Of that, his breath must stink in the huddle. Oh right? yeah, he, he. I don't think he goes. He brushes his teeth. No he way. just goes out there and just nah, no plays. No way he brushes his teeth. He's nasty for that too. Like your mouth. All players crazy. are disgusting. There's stories of them like pissing their pants on the field because they don't want to go. Throw like they wild. throw up on the field and keep it pushing. That so happened like uh, bad uh, on Sunday on that field. Bro, it's really nasty. They what? Huh? So they do what? No, it smells like shake that ass on the uh, field. New York Jets and New York Giants. It, it feels like. New York football is back now. The Buffalo Bills are the top team in the NFL. The Giants are 5-1. and one. The Jets are 4-2. and two. And listen, I know that the past episode, people were in the comments like, put some respect on the Giants. Listen, I respect the Giants. And I will even say this. It's time for the fan bases to unite. It's time for Jets and Giants fans to unite. Now, I know the Jets have a better trajectory. There's no doubt. But... I'm willing to put the Prada side in my Jets fandom and say, look, the Giants are on a great path. Can I, I interrupt you real things. quick? Real quick, can I interrupt you? You can't say I'm going to put my pride aside and the Jets have a better trajectory and then say all of this after that. It, I, you can do it You can do it without saying that. I, I think that the Giants are headed in a great direction. But let's be honest, the Jets are too, and I think this is great for New York football. I can't remember the last time when the Jets, Giants, and Buffalo Bills have all been good at the I'll same be time. They're in New York. And I I don't think we know the Bills are the top one of the top teams in the NFL. The Giants and Jets are not flukes. The Giants, although they might not be Super Bowl contenders, the Giants, great coaching staff. They're building great culture. They have a, a really good defensive line. Their defense gets after it. The Jets, they just dominated the Packers without with, with subpar quarterback play. Zach Wilson didn't have a good game, and they dominated. These teams are legit. It, it's the bottom line. But we want to make this a debated topic. So whose future is brighter? And I, but, but before, before I go, I will say, I, I applaud the Giants for what they did. When I loved the Dable hiring, I knew the culture was shifting. Have, have some of these games been as impressive as the Jets? No. But listen, it's been great. I will say it's been great. And I applaud the Giants for what they've been doing. I feel like we can't even have this topic with Drew not here. I don't know who you're going to side with. I don't know who Drew would have sided with, but I know he would have defended the Giants at the very least because I know where we're going to stand. River, where do you stand? Sorry, Riv, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm with you guys. I'm going to be honest with you. As much as the Giants, and this is me taking the Eagles hat off and being completely unbiased because I do want the Giants to burn, but as much as what they've been doing, I look at the Jets, I look at their culture, I look at their quarterback, I look at Brees Hall, I look at Sauce, I look at the receivers that they've built. The talent is there. The youth is there. So I would ride with the Jets. I think both. I think if you talk about the Giants, it's a coaching staff. I like them a little bit more. But the youth talent on the Jets team as opposed to the Giants, I'm just more comfortable and put my trust in them. They have a lockdown corner. They have a potential superstar at quarterback. They have Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Braxton Bear. They have like a really good team. The offensive line has some youth on there too. So I, I like the Jets. And I'm with you guys on this one. I, I, we should have had this with Drew. I, I'm, I'm just waiting on the comments. That's going to say, how dare they talk about the Giants with the Jets jersey in the back? Yeah, how unbiased can they be? But I will say this. Let, let's make it fair then, right? Yeah. Both teams have talent. Both teams have great coaching staffs, we can say. The Giants coaching staff, will I say that it's a bit better? Yes, Brian Dable, I like him better than Salah. I like Martindale over Olbrich. 
and Kafka and LaFleur, it's kind of like a toss-up. I, I like LaFleur a little bit better. They both have talent. The future of New York football is bright. But let's go position by position and really break this down. Let's do it. So, quarterbacks. Give me Wilson. Jets or Giants, quarterback position. Zach Wilson or Daniel Jones? Give me Zach. I'm taking Zach. Also, when you're talking about the future, you have to think of, like, age contracts. I don't want to have to make a decision on paying Daniel Jones. I would rather wait and see these couple years with Zach, what he has. I do think his ceiling higher is higher as well, so I'd take Zach. Yeah, I think for ceiling-wise, i got to go Zach. Daniel Jones, as good as he's been this year, he hasn't shown me anything that warrants superstar quarterback. I think Zach has those highlight plays in his career. Give me him, and he's younger. I think the Jets win this. Zach Wilson has the higher upside. Has Andrew Jones been playing better? Yes, but I it's think Zach great. Wilson will be better. Running backs, okay. running back, running backs, Giants or Jets? Sa- Saquon Barkley clears any running back you guys have, but I think being at the – I don't know if he'll be there next year or the year after. He's 26. He's missed I'm not thinking years. about this. I'm going to be honest. It's, yeah, the it's, it's the Giants. No clue. No it's close. Saquon, but once again, do I want to pay Saquon – 13, 14 million dollars, exactly. or do I want to have Brees Hall for the next two or three years making a million dollars? I would take Brees Hall. Like Saquon is the better talent, without a doubt. Better Saquon player. is the better player. But if we're saying the future, taking into account contracts and age, I would rather have Brees in his situation than having to pay Saquon. The Giants for me win this category at running back. Wide receiver. The Jets clear. The Jets clear. The Jets clear. Get rid Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton. Tony Braxton Barris the- might be their wide receiver Tony's one. Tony's on the trade block, so. And he's their best receiver. He just can't stay on the field. Wandell had a touchdown. He did score. Yeah. Next position, tight end. Jets. Jets. Be- Bellinger, rookie tight end, he's has cool. looked. He's, he's looked cool. decent. Yeah. Give me Jets. We well, have Conklin and Uzama. They've been yeah. They've been solid. Offensive line. Now here, I will go with the Giants because they have Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, and if Makai Becton was healthy, I would say the I'd Jets. go with the Jets. But because he's not. I do side with the Giants. Don't you think still, though, you might lean the Jets? Because neither of them are better than Beckton. Andrew Thomas is. Not only that, so? but Andrew, Andrew Thomas is, right now, his age, he might be like, if you could just take any tackle, he might be the first tackle taken. But even then, AVT, Lakin Tomlinson. If AVT is going to play left tackle for me for the rest of my <laughs> career, then okay, we could have this discussion. But if he's going to play guard, it's just Andrew Thomas' positional value. I would take the Giants as well. This is the toughest group to measure who's better. Defensive line. The Jets have Carl Lawson, Quinnen, Jermaine Johnson, John Franklin Myers, Sheldon Rankins, Michael Clemens, who's been good. Yeah. And the Giants have Ojolari, mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau. This is hard. Yeah, it's, it's really close. I'm still going to go with the Jets, though, because I think Quinnen's better than everybody there. That That's, like, I don't want to be biased. Quinnen has been elite this Quinnen year. Has so has been, Dexter Lawrence. But yes, yes. Quinnen has been a bit better than him. Yeah, Quinnen has been one of the one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL. JFM has been fantastic. And, and Jermaine Johnson realizing he hit his stride yet. Kayvon had his first game, had a game-winning, uh, you know, strip, shock, strip sack against Lamar. I lean the, uh, the Jets by a little bit. Yeah, it's by close. Just a little bit. If I could just say a tie, I would just say a tie. Yeah, it could you be. Can say this a could tie. be a tie. I'd say a tie. But no. This could Pick be a, a tie. Pick a side. Oh, fuck. Jets. Linebacker. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? I don't think either position group is really good for either team. But I'd rather take Quan Alexander and CJ Mosley, though. Easily. And, and Quincy Williams had a good game, too, yeah, for Quincy, the Jets. Yeah, Quincy Williams is now, good. Now these teams have good linebacking cores, but I would side with the Jets, I this guess. This next one, I ain't thinking about it. <sighs> Cornerback room. Jets. Jets, Jets clear. clear. Sauce, DJ, Michael so, Carter sauce. the third. Just clear, bro. Sauce is going to be a top five corner soon. Very, very soon. He's ready top could, ten. Could yeah. be next year. 
It could dope. be next year. It could, oh, by, it could be by the end of this year. Oh, yeah. Sauce is that good. No, he is. He's so, like, when we was watching the Miami game, he's so long and so tall. Long. Like, God damn. And then it's the last. Length. Yeah, mad length and girth. The last position group, safety. Giants. McKinney. Giants, Giants clear. McKinney and Love. Julian yeah. Love. He's really yeah. good. McKinney's and I guess we can make a last category, coaching staffs. Who would you take? Giants. <clears throat> I would take the Giants just because Dable's offensive guy. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk about GMs. Bring that into discussion too. I would take Joe Douglas. Joe Shane. Joe, Joe Douglas Shane great, yeah. obviously hasn't done much yet. Kayvon looked great first game again. Evan Neal has struggled a bit, but I think he'll figure it out. Um, Wandell got a touchdown. I mean, everything is new for the Giants, so we yeah. don't know if Joe Shane's a good GM or not. We know Joe Douglas is a good GM, so I would give the Jets the, the leeway there. Giants coaching staff, Eileen. Jets general manager, Eileen. Us. So that means for me, when I tally it up, the Jets win six position groups. The Giants win three. Yeah, the Jets right now, talent-wise, on this roster, they are the better roster than the Giants right now. And it's not even taking into account if Zach Wilson pops. We're not talking about the Jets as just a regular team. We're so, talking about the Jets as... I know, but... So yeah. you have, have both of them in the playoffs? Oh, my God. I just get salivated. Zach Bro's Wilson's losing potential. over there. Playoffs. Yeah, do you have both of them in the playoffs? Because the Giants' schedule is pretty easy. Yeah, so is the Jets. So what are we thinking? Outside of Buffalo, the Jets do not have a tough schedule. Um... Doesn't Tua come back for those Miami games? Yeah, one one? We but we already beat them once. Yeah. No, so like even if we well, split, yeah, that's a win. We just got to beat Buffalo. You won't. We can. You won't. Is Zach Wilson playing? You cannot. Yeah, we can. Stop it, please. We're 3-0 with him. But Zach needs to elevate for, for those games. For y'all to beat the Bills, he has trust. to have one of them. One he has to have a 300-yard yard game. Yeah. Trust. Zach Wilson will elevate. Some trust. Um, <laughs> it's the best defense in the league, man. I don't know. You don't, he uh, is the best quarterback in the league. Guys, nuts. Not being a homer at all. Both in the playoffs. I think uh, Giants fans hate you, too. Giants fans do hate me. And I, I was trolling. I put on my IG. You, did you see Giants? Uh, <laughs> they put, like, worst 5-1 team ever with the SpongeBob <laughs> meme. All, my, all our friends are Giants fans. That's the only reason I put it. I, I have nothing against the Giants. Right now, I would say, yeah. <laughs> he the, says that after trolling them. <laughs> no, right, I, I'm just fucking around. Um, right now, I would say the Giants, you could put in the playoffs being 5-1. and one, Like, they would have to really come back down to earth. Mm. The Jets have to be in that conversation, too. They're not going to win the division. You know, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, they have the division on lock. But I feel the same about the Eagles, too. I think they have that division on lock. Um, it's just really going to come down between Miami and the Jets, who you trust more. I still think Buffalo and Cincy are going to get in. Um, and then the in the AFC West, I still think the Chargers get in. And I still think... Chargers and, is 4-2 right now? Yeah, and I still think... Um, and Kansas City, I think, is going to win the division. So it's going to come down between the Dolphins and the Jets right now. The Giants, I feel more confident just because their division isn't that stuff. I don't, I don't think Buffalo. Sucks. That's really yeah, it. Yeah, especially the wild card teams hey, too. Relax. The Giants NFC are in sucks. for me. Jets, Jets. I'm like we're 60, in the hunt. 70 we're in the, there. We're in the hunt, in the hunt. For sure. That's all I could ask for. I, I will say this to, though to just uh, praise the Giants a little bit more. In 2023, they have 63 million dollars in cap space. That's, That's upcoming off season. Yep. So they have a lot of money to fix all the holes they have on the roster, specifically receiver. Offensive line, cornerback. Can they cut Kenny Galloway? There'd be some dead money. They there probably money. they probably will though, just because But Giants unrestricted free agents though are Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Yep. So they would have to pay those two guys and depend Daniel Jones, if let's say he gets twenty million, that's now you Drops. have forty million in cap. What if Saquon gets 13, 15? And that's why when we had that discussion about Daniel Jones, because I feel like that's the biggest debate people are gonna have. Daniel Jones, Zach. Saquon, Brees Hall, because on paper, sure, you will take Saquon over him. But when you take into account, I have to, you know, allocate this amount of money to the running back position when 
You could get Brees Hall in the second round. You could get Jonathan Taylor in the second round. Like, obviously, you have some misses there as well, but that's why I do side with him there. The one thing I will say, this upcoming free agency class from a wide receiver perspective isn't that great. It's weak. The, the best one is, is probably Juju. He signed a one-year deal. DJ Moore is what you're saying. Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah, like, this wide receiver class is not good for uh, free agency. The, the draft will be good. You know, there's always going to be good receivers in the drafts, but the free agency class is, is pretty weak. It's a shame. Right when the Giants have money for ages, ages I mean, they had money for Kenny Galladay. Yeah, they, they could wait another year. They could have paid Corey Davis like us. Would have been winners. Yeah, that was, that was a good reply. Just, just wait another year. It'll be okay. I think they will, too. I think they'll figure out eventually. AFC North. Right now, the Bengals and Ravens are both 3-3. Three and three. And this begs a question. Right now, we're standing at a point where they have the same record. And ultimately, what's going to take these teams over the top is the quarterback position. Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson. On one end, you have Lamar Jackson, who's had little to no playoff success in his career. Had a down season last year. Has a bl- has blown multiple double digit leads this season. And then cool. you have Joe Burrow. You said Lamar had a down year. They were eight and three before. He got hurt. <laughs> Joe Burrow is a yeah. winner. Joe Burrow oh, has wow. led a team to the Super Bowl. And He's lost. done everything that you want a quarterback in year two to do. The only quarterback in, the in year two to really do do what he's done. Joe Burrow's historic. Right now, <laughs> he, that's who he is. He's historic. I mean, Lamar. He might not have the MVP, but Joe Burrow is about team and winning. He's not about selfishness. And Lamar's right? not. And for me, Lamar's selfish now. You look at the Bengals' next five games: Falcons, Browns, Panthers, Steelers, Titans. God, all damn. very winnable. The Ravens also have a pretty light schedule. Next five is Browns, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Jaguars. Listen, Joe. All off season, you've been talking about Joe Burrow. This Joe Burrow that. Man, Cincinnati Bengals fluky, all this and all that. Well, since week one, Joe Burrow has been fantastic. You raved about Lamar Jackson. He hasn't been as good as Joe Burrow. That's for sure. Uh, before so I, go, I want. So before as we I go, stand here, heading into uh, week before seven. Before I go, go go ahead. As we stand here, sitting here, yeah, heading into week seven. Mm-hmm. What's your take on who's going to win the division? Oh uh, yeah, I'm actually be- before I even go, it's funny because last week the Ravens won. They beat Cincinnati, 19-17. Lamar went down the field, game-winning drive, hit the field goal, I'll get it. Would have been it's the cool. It's cool. <laughs> Whatever. We don't have a topic. Joe Burrow struggles in that game, too. We also, week three, <laughs> week three, was it? at the After week three, going into week four, we said, is Lamar the unanimous no, MVP? Yeah. Everyone except me said, let's wait a little bit. I was not being, you know, I'm the only person at this table who I support Lamar. I support my guys. I'm still unbiased. I don't have these agendas that, especially you push, which is He's just three week which is just disgusting at sometimes. Absolutely disgusting. Sheesh. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> some of the agendas you push for your sake. All we, I do all is of keep a sudden, it real. All of a sudden, we have a Matt Ryan topic on the show. Um, but Dude, anyway, should we not praise a future Hall of Fame first battle Hall of Famer on this show for uh, what he just did? I'm gonna be sick. Um, I might throw up. As a Raven supporter, as a Lamar supporter, it's been a disappointing season. And still, with all that said, they're three and three. They're first. They have the win over the Bengals. They're first in the division. They're both three and three. They're first in the Gangsta. division. Um, so I'm a Lamar supporter, but I could also acknowledge when he's struggling. The first three weeks of the season, he was nothing short of spectacular. We sat here and said he is the MVP unanimously. There's three week they, they said yep. you said it. I didn't. No, I said three week wonder. Yeah, you said it. You you didn't you didn't say <laughs> yeah. let's wait. You didn't, you didn't say he's. It's only been three weeks. No, you said he is the MVP. He already no, has I unanimous said, MVP. I said Joe Burrow to the point. Um, to okay, the, to this all, point, all yes. Joe Burrow does is a Super point, Bowl yes. loss. Um, but anyway, as someone who doesn't overreact and isn't unbiased, 
Lamar was fantastic his first three weeks. He was averaging 330 total yards, four touchdowns per game with 117 passer rating. These previous three weeks, he's gone down to 240 total yards, only one touchdown per game, and a 69 passer rating. He has struggled against the Blitz. First three games, completing 83% of his passes with six touchdowns and no picks. Last three weeks, 50% of his passes, he's completing two touchdowns, two interceptions, and he's struggling the fourth quarter as well. His passer rating has dipped significantly. First three quarters, he's around like 105 passer rating. Fourth quarter, he's below 60. So without a doubt, Lamar has been struggling these last few weeks. Doesn't change anything for me. I've seen what Lamar has done. I've seen him win a unanimous MVP. I've seen him be the one seed. Does he not have the playoff success? Joe Burrow had one fluky type of run. Yeah, So you're good not for concerned him. at all about Baltimore's team? Um, Baltimore is, is a tough situation because they could easily be 6-0 right now. But they're not. They're 3-3. Three and three. They have been leading every game. They have blown leads that I really have not seen the Ravens or damn near any team in my life do. This reminds me, honestly, of my Celtics in the last couple of years who are up 20 points at some point in the fourth <coughs> quarter, come back like the Bulls did last year. I remember tweeting about that. Um, that's really the only thing I can compare it to because right now the Ravens are so close to being an elite team, but still so far. Right, The defense falls apart. The offense falls apart. Lamar has made bad decisions. Last uh, Yesterday against the Giants, it was a bad snap, and some of Lamar just picking the ball up and throwing it away. He tried to fit it into Patrick Richard. It got intercepted. That's how the Giants go off and win the game. And he still had a chance at the end of the game to win the game. You know, and Kayvon made a great play. Uh, you know, strip sack, fumble, had two minutes, two three timeouts to go it. Um, the only area I won't blame Lamar um, was one that really stuck out. They were, I forgot what quarter it was in. I think it was the third quarter, I want to say. They had first down. It was in the five-yard line. They passed the ball three times. This is when Kenyon Drake is getting 10 yards of carry. Lamar is running all over them, too. J.K. Dobbins really the only one struggling. And for whatever reason, Greg Roman called up three passing plays. I don't know why he did that. If you run the ball, obviously being, you know, uh, hypothetical here, I think they would have got a touchdown. But the Ravens, again, on defense, have struggled to get off the field in the second half of games. To start the game off, the Giants offense, punt, punt, touchdown, punt, fumble, punt. Then the second half to end the game, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, kneel down. That's how this game went. The first half of the game, just like the Ravens have done all season, they were dominant on defense. On offense, they didn't have that lead to really put the Giants away, even though they had multiple times to. They were up 20-10. to 10. They had chances to make a 17-point lead, and they fumbled. They weren't, not fumbled literally, but fumbled in a figurative way where they weren't able to put the game away and, and you know really take it out of the hands and force the Giants to throw the ball, force Daniel Jones to win them games. But as of right now, I'm still taking Lamar. I'm still taking the Baltimore Ravens. That was my pick. This little three-game skid does not bother me. I think this is a game they were supposed to win. They had 400 total yards to the Giants, 236. Seven yards were played to the Giants, 3.8. The Giants have won ugly a lot. They really have. And that's not to discredit them. They're 5-1. and one. If you're a Giants fan, you should feel great. This is a game the Ravens should have won, just like they probably should have won against Miami. They probably should have won against Buffalo. And I know I don't want to sit here and sound like a broken record because it's sickening. As someone who trusted Lamar, his playmaking ability, his improvement as a passer, I came on here and said his improvement as a passer is equal to what Josh Allen has done improvement-wise. Mm-hmm. He has struggled these last three weeks, without a doubt. We've seen Lamar getting skids in the past. We've seen Patrick Mahomes getting skids in the past. I'm not saying he is the passer of Patrick Mahomes. We're just saying high-level people do struggle at times. So right now, I'm still taking Lamar. I'm still taking the Ravens. So close to being an elite team, I think they'll get there with the coaching, with the veteran leadership on this team, and with Lamar, who is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Huh. You know, first of all, it's obvious that it's Joe Burrow, the guy you're taking. The guy in the second year is fully healthy. 
first full healthy season, led his team to the Super Bowl. That's rare. That's rare. So, of course, I'm going with Joe Burrs, no doubt. And I, I think Riv's going to say the same thing. He's a wise man. <laughs> Since week one, because I remember after week one, Joe Burrow had that, you know, bad game versus Pittsburgh. Every game. you you were throwing, you definitely overreacted to that. You did. You did. You came and overreacted. <laughs> I didn't. And although they had a chance to win. And didn't. Since week one, Joe Burrow has 10 touchdowns. Guess how many interceptions? One. How much? How much rib? How much you missed to? One. Oh, okay. Ten touchdowns. He's been to one interception. In the same time period, Lamar Jackson, ten touchdowns to five interceptions. <laughs> this guy completing sixty three percent of his passes. Now, you know, I'll be honest, because what was there a time when Lamar Jackson struggled with inaccuracies? I was saying no arm Lamar. Yes. This offseason. I, I was. But but guess what? Now I've shifted from saying no arm Lamar to come on Lamar Hilarious versus joke. the Giants. Hilarious joke. Interception. Bible does not. Why just come on Lamar? He fumbled too loose with the ball. He was just holding it with one hand. Come on Lamar versus the Dolphins. People want to blame the defense for that collapse. He didn't execute on third down. Come on Lamar. <laughs> Versus Wait, the Bills, they he put up threw twenty versus the Bills. He the threw two interceptions. Come on, Lamar! You blame the defense. You came on here and blamed the defense. He also didn't execute on third down. Oh my god! Last you came last on here year. and blamed the defense. Last now year. you're switching. Last year, Lamar you Jackson. I've been trying La- to tell you, whatever fits his agenda, this is what he does. Last he came year. on here after the Miami loss and said it's on the defense. Now it's on Lamar for not converting <laughs> third downs. Go ahead. I watched the film. Go ahead. He made some mistakes too. Go Come ahead. on, Lamar. Last year, mm-hmm. he was one of the worst quarterbacks against the Blitz. This year, through the first three weeks, he was good. Now he's regressed. Come on, Lamar. Don Martindale, or Wink Martindale, versus the Ravens, he made it a point of emphasis. Let's blitz Lamar on every goddamn <laughs> down. They blitzed him over 60% of the time in that game, and you saw how much he struggled with it. <laughs> Joe Burrow doesn't struggle against the Blitz like that. Joe Burrow picks apart the Blitz. Look, between the AFC North, Bengals, and Ravens, it's a fairly easy pick. You go with the team that has the better quarterback, and that's Joe Burrow. That's why it's an easy answer. But Lamar Jackson, three-game wonder. Look, it was spectacular. Three-game wonder? He, he, he had, won a unanimous MVP. He had me fooled. He won a unanimous MVP. But with how Josh Allen's they playing. Were the one seed. Playing. They were the one seed last Lamar, year. They were 8-3 before he got hurt. L- Lamar is not. They're 3-3. Three three. They're in first in place. Conversation. They're in first place 3-3 three right three this year. He was 8-3 last year before he got hurt. He's a three-week wonder. He won a unanimous MVP. He's a three-week wonder. He's done more than, he's done more statistically in the regular season than Joe Burrow. Sure, does Joe Burrow game manage his way to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. <laughs> did Joe Burrow average 250 yards a game and get to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Did Joe Burrow get did they lose in the Super Bowl to the Rams? Did he is he the reason why they lost? Because Aaron Donald sacked him because he didn't see Jamar Chase? Absolutely. He is not he is not he is not a three-week wonder. I wonder why Lamar's been struggling these last three weeks. Maybe because his wide receiver one, who is Rashad Bateman, hasn't been playing. He's been hurt. His only legitimate threat on the outside, Rashad. Rashad Bateman, who is a good receiver, not great, nowhere near Jamar Chase with a 60-yard touchdown. Jam- 
Lamar Jackson would kill for someone like Jamar Chase. A 60-yard touchdown to win them the game against the Saints. He does not have anyone close to T. Higgins, who is almost as good as Jamar Chase. He has Mark Andrews, who is great over the middle of the field. He has no one on the outside close to what the Bengals Mark's have. He has nobody like Jamar Chase who could take the ball and go 60 yards for a touchdown. He is missing his number one wide receiver. That's why they're struggling over the last three weeks. Without the number one wide receiver, they still beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Lamar Ooh. still had a game-winning Shout drive. Shout Lamar Taylor. just still won 19 to 17. Ooh. But no, they go and beat the Saints. Shout out to Zach Taylor. They go and beat he the Saints with Andy wise. Dalton. And they were losing most of the game. They won 30 to 26. I guess, yeah, but that's the difference, right? That's the difference. Lamar has had double-digit leads in all three of his losses. He's lost. Joe Burrow comes back and he wins those games. Why didn't, do it, against, why didn't do it against the Ravens? Zach Taylor, man. Oh, Zach, oh Zach, Zach Taylor. <laughs> Zach Taylor, John man. Harbaugh I can say amazing. I can say it's the same thing about the Ravens defense, who led up fucking 28 points against you say Miami. All that stuff about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow would kill to have Lamar's offensive line. You know, I noticed no, this. No, he about, wouldn't. I, I noticed this about Lamar. No, he How? I noticed this about Lamar Jackson fans, right? Truthers, right? I noticed this about them. We're going to skip over when, the fact that the Ravens offensive line is anything better when, than decent. When Lamar Jackson wins... Oh, oh my okay. God, Lamar MVP! This guy Lamar has oh, to backpack this, every this. week when they lose. Like, does Lamar not have to backpack every week? It's that. But when Joe Burrow wins, it's everything else but him. Does Lamar not have to backpack every week? I wouldn't say backpack. <clears throat> I wouldn't say that. He's winning off of off of barely averaging more than two hundred twenty yards per game. Well, and coming to put his rushing yards into it, it's three hundred. He's the best rushing quarterback of all time. And this upcoming, this past game, the, the Ravens had rusher, rushers in Kenyon Drake who had big time games. This was the first time all rushers. year. Yeah, and he couldn't win. It's the first time and all year. Kenyon Drake. Dels. We're talking about Kenyon Drake. Hey, hey, Dels. <laughs> uh, why didn't we have this topic last week? <laughs> because it would have. Uh, why why, why didn't we have a topic? I'd put it in. I'd put it in. <laughs> you don't think this Lamar carrying thing is catching up to him? In, in what sense? In the Ravens' ceiling? Because you said you, you said something that uh, stuck to me. You was like, they're so close to elite, yet they're so far. And I thought that was a beautiful statement because you look at the defense, it's fumbled in damn near every second half that they lost. You look at the wide receiving core, it's not where you want it to be for a guy. Like, you look at, you look at receivers, elite receivers tend to make their quarterback look a little better. You know, you look at... Tyreek Hill. They signed to Sean Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for, good for a, Lamar. Look, he's fast. He's 34. Um, I you think. said he was great. He was. A long time ago. You don't think this Lamar having to be pretty much the Josh Allen of his team, except Josh Allen has Diggs, Gabe Davis, Knox. You don't think that's catching up to him in a sense? Yeah, I think. Because he has been struggling in second halves along with the defense. I definitely think it limits the ceiling on the Ravens. I, I definitely think that's what's holding them back from being a Super Bowl caliber team. They do not have an elite option on the on the outside I think right even now. Even if you give them an elite option on the offensive end, that defense, can you trust it at this point in time? They, that's the thing, like, about being so close, but so far they have moments where they've been elite. They held the Bengals to 17 points. Then they have moments where they let up 28 points to the Miami Dolphins. They have moments where Daniel Jones goes on an 80-yard touchdown drive to win them, not to win them the game, but to put them in position to win the game. Lamar isn't at all at fault here. Lamar had no, no. a fumble to lose the game. He had the interception, interception. those last two drives. Sure. But oh, we we're not gonna that. we're not gonna sit here and pretend like that is normal for Lamar. We're not gonna sit here and pretend like this is what Lamar does. He's the most winning quarterback in NFL history this, in the regular well, last season. Last year he had thirteen sure. interceptions. But this is my point. He's it, and he's cut that down this year. He's um, he said he has five now. Yeah, he'll be fine. This is my point though. He's been um, Joe Burrow has, five. Joe Burr has five. 
Yeah, most of them came in week one. Yeah, like four of them came in week one. Lamar's been that level of getting better in regular season, getting better and getting those wins. But I'm saying. see in the playoffs. Yeah, right now he's, you know. Is he one and two? Let me see it. He's one and two and one of those losses. He had 500 total yards. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, when we talk about. Did he win the division on the AFC championship? Are you nah. talking about Lamar? Lamar. Sorry, oh, who are you? If, if I'm not mistaken, when, oh. when we talked about the months. Allen versus Mahomes thing, oh, Mahomes is over Allen because he wins. What about Burrow? He's not over Lamar because he wins? Patrick Mahomes has a MVP. Is, yeah, he has, a he's been to two Super Bowls. Bowls. He's been to two AFC Championship games. Joe Burrow's had one playoff run. It was phenomenal. <laughs> no, the, the team was phenomenal. Two, no, he had two game-winning drives in that playoff the game. The team playoff was run. phenomenal. He had two game-winning drives in that playoff The run. team was phenomenal. He had two game-winning drives in that playoff So you're sticking run. with the Ravens? I'm sticking with Baltimore. You're rocking with Bengals? Yeah. Pass rating of 97, that's no slouch. That's not a slouch. Good for him. Pass rating of 97. What's Lamar Jackson's playoff passer rating? Uh, uh, let me see so. it. I no Is it 97? Is I, it Joe I, Burrow? He has been great in the playoffs. I think I'm going to rock with the Bengals. Did you have them uh, before the season? I did have them winning the division. I told fine. you. I don't. Th- I think if you if you're if you're a Ravens supporter, you shouldn't flip I to think, the Bengals. I just, your Bengals I just think Bengals being three and three, three, and they haven't played their best. And I think they're about to start getting. And it he again. knows who they got a quarterback. Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Joe Burrow wearing Jamar Chase's jersey to go face the Saints. I knew. It, yeah, I knew that. it was a dub once he did you that. I'm that. not gonna front. And and, that, and, that. and the stadium they used to play in. I knew once he had the jersey on, it was that time. You seen that? Ravens play the Saints soon. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in the next couple weeks. So you better beat Andy Dalton because that little joke you said about beating Andy Dalton, it's not going to look good if, They'll get it done. if Lamar loses. They'll get it oh, done. Oh, it won't look good at all. The Saints defense hasn't been as good as advertised. I do think both teams still get in the playoffs, though. I do. I do, I do, I do think both of them will get uh, in. That's what I had in, in, in preseason. Yeah. Both teams making the play- playoffs. Ravens win the division. That's where you fucked up right there. That's where I didn't <laughs> fuck up, buddy. That's so the, three, gonna, three, it might be switched. The way he three, switches yeah, he, on Lamar, yeah. the way he switches on Lamar is so crazy. I switch on Lamar? Because yeah, in the offseason, he said no on Lamar. Which then then fucking, like a, mu- and then like a month a after, a gold then like a month after, he flipped. He's like, no, Lamar is all, all this proven as a passer. First three weeks, unanimous MVP. Without a doubt, he didn't even question it. And now three weeks later, he's a three-week wonder. Listen. Can you pick a side? Weeks, he was very can good. Can you pick a side? I have. Can you pick a side? I've been saying Joe Burrow's better than Lamar Jackson for years. No, but can you pick a side? Lamar, where do you think I stand on him? I I don't. You call him a three week wonder. Look, he's. I think he's phenomenal. You call him. Come Burrow? on, Lamar. He's phenomenal. Is he Pick Joe Burrow? Side. No, he's not Joe Burrow. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not Joe Burrow. And I I seen all the jokes you and Drew threw about Justin Herbert versus Burrow. That's close Just, too. Justin Herbert doesn't. Clear. I, I like Herbert a lot. He does not clear. If Joe Justin Burrow's Herbert, like that. if Justin Herbert, Jamar Chase, and mm, T Higgins, word, yeah. Oh my. Joe, you, you know it too. Joe Burrow, look, if he had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Keenan Allen hasn't played since week Elite one. Elite offensive line. He had him all the last Mike year. Mike Williams is whatever. Keenan Allen He's hasn't played since whatever. He, Josh Palmer led the team in targets. T. Higgins and Mike Williams is literally neck and neck. Comparison. You're insane. It, that's a neck You're and neck comparison. You're insane. No, T. Like, Higgins is closer is. to a top 10 receiver than to Mike Williams. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I think Bro, he's pretty much better. Every game that Jamar Chase and T. Higgins played together, T. Higgins has outproduced him. Because they're honing in on Jamar right now. They're double-teaming Jamar. If you're that great, get it done. No, but T is better than Mike Williams, though. He he actually clears. No, I think T is better than Mike Williams, but it's it not clear. It's not, no, it's, it's not, it's not clear. It's, it's, it's not Look close. at last year's stats. What, what do you tell me is clear? <laughs> like, bro, well, well, they both had, Who like, over 1,000 yards. Not yet. T Higgins It's not clears. close. T Higgins clears. It's not cl- it is pretty close. No, it's Mike not. Williams respect him. It's not. He's good. He's a good player. He's Yeah, he's fine. 
He's a good player. It's Gabe Davis. Can Mike Williams be a number one? Your agendas one? are sick. Why? Mike Will, you don't like Mike Will. You don't like Gabe Davis. They're All the these, same guy. They are not the same guy. They're the bro. same guy. No, they are not. They're, so? they're big play receivers who are going to give you those games where they go off and have those games where they disappear. And you're making that you're making that assumption guy, off though. of a couple games from Gabe Davis, literally. Gabe Davis I'm, is one of the best deep threats in football. I'm making he's a better it route this year. He's a better route runner than Mike Williams. Gabe Davis just runs deep. <laughs> Hey man, all he does. Deshaun Jackson made a no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking it away yeah, from him, but like, we're not going to sit here and say like Gabe Davis is an elite route nah, runner. Like, I don't know. He's good. He's good at it. He's he's a big ones. body who's fast who no, gets down a, the field. He's a great route runner though. He he's not just he's not like mediocre. He's not mid. He's actually he's a great route runner. Great is crazy. Great is Stephon Diggs. That's no, a great. No, route that's, route. Elite. that's elite. Oh my bad. Okay, let's see. Great is um, who would a great route runner be? CD Lamb, maybe. CD is a great route. CD Lamb is really, really, really good. That's what I'm saying. He's a great route runner. Really, really. Elite is like Jettas, Diggs, Tay. We ain't putting them up there. Great, great to me is like a top 15 type of whatever you're describing. Gabe Davis, can you stand with his top top 30 wide receiver? Hell no. Gabe Davis ain't top top 15. Not yet. Maybe. Like three years. You never know. You know. Shit. He had a lot, he's had a lot of plays already where he's. Made so you saw the catch and he just took the shit out. Yeah, no, he he babied me. That's a grown man. No, yeah. Grown man, man. Move. He's physical. Hundred percent, hundred percent. No, that's why. Like, that's like where he wins. He's, he's physical. He's fast. He's six four. Like, and he has the best deep ball throw in the hey, NFL. Hey, probably. I'm hating on Gabe. I'm not hating. I'm I'm being honest. No, you're hating. No, because like inevitably he's gonna come back down to earth for two or three games. <laughs> that's he's hating. No, but it's, why if, can't you just wait? Because if it happens, okay, then so when it doesn't, then what are you going to say? Oh, it's so gonna, he's going to come back down to earth for the next two He's going to average games? 25 yards per catch for the rest of the season? Bruh, week two and week three, he was hurt. He he ran the most routes and had the most snaps on the team. Yes. No, that Dolphins game was nutty. But I watched hurt. that game. He wasn't that good during the Dolphins. He had 60 pass attempts and he had three targets. He was hurt. Stop hating. I'm not. I'm being honest. This sounds real nasty. I'm being honest. Ninja. Gabe Davis is one of the easiest guys to root for. He's good. He's good, man. He's, he's a fine ball player. It's a fine ball player. Are we in baseball in the 40s, bro? <laughs> it's a fine ball player. That's all Gabe Davis is. Shout out to Gabe, man. Come on the pot. You know, not only is a Lamar Jackson somebody that you have uh, been raving about highly and stuff like that. You know, I love Joe Burrow. There's no doubt about it. But I love this quarterback as well. I love Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. First ballot Hall of Famer. League MVP. All Holy pro. Shit. Multiple time pro bowler. This guy is the definition of toughness. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> when I look at him, I think he's tough as nails. Versus the Denver Broncos, ugly game. But he got it done. And I said it last week. When I picked the Colts over the, over Denver, I said it was my last time trusting the Colts. Matt Ryan told me, Joel, trust in me. I got you, man. I trusted in him. He got the job done. Game winning drive. Then with 10 days to rest, I came on this pod, NFL pick em, week six, and I said, we're going to see a different Colts team against these Jaguars, against these Jaguars. It's not going to be the beating that we saw week two. No, 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 no. The Colts got days to rest, got preparation. Frank Reich is better after September. The Colts beat the Jaguars 34 to 27. They're now three, two, and one. Only team that has a tie in the NFL with the Texans. Disgusting. Matt Ryan in that game. 42 for 58, completed 72% of his passes, 389 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 107.6 passer rating. Michael Pittman did his thing, 134 yards, 
Guess who else did his thing? Paris Campbell. Yeah, I told you about him. What, I told you what, about. What I told you he had seven receptions, fifty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Okay, I told you about Mr. Paris Campbell. That's probably the best game of his career. Let him get. No let him gain his fan. confidence. Because Matt, what did Matt Ryan do? He instills confidence. What has Russell Gage done in Tampa? Nothing. Just to, just to cut you off real quick, because I know you'd be excited. James Harden has sixteen points in the first quarter. I told you he's fucking back. <laughs> See, sixteen th- in the first. This is the thing about all you motherfuckers. <laughs> James Harden has a down year. He's watched. <laughs> We're coming, James. Harden. Sixteen points in the goddamn first quarter. It's game one, day one, in the NBA season of the yeah, first he's quarter. For blood. Matt Ryan. First couple of weeks, not playing so good because of the situation. No, not because he's not good. Three hundred eighty-nine yards, Dells. You called him washed. You made jokes. Oh, him or Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean, hey, Matt Ryan. Respect him. He's not washed. A washed quarterback doesn't put up this stat line. Alec Pierce, shout out to my rookie sleeper wide receiver. He proved you wrong, Dells. Dells, this Colts team is just the start for you, buddy. Because this is not going to happen just this week. Oh, this is going to happen all season. Oh, so we're back on the Colts? The, the Colts. We went, from, we went from the Jags to maybe Tennessee to now, now the Colts. The Colts are we're, humming. We're back? The Colts are humming. Okay. We're back. Okay. The Colts are humming. Led by Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. James Harden has eight free throws. Come on, bro. The fuck? Really? This season, <laughs> this season, Dells, Matt Ryan, second in passing yards. Is that washed? Sixth in completion percentage. Is that washed? Four fourth quarter comebacks. Three game winning drives. I'm just curious. All in six starts. I'm curious. Is that washed? When we bring this up about Daniel Jones, about Tua, about Carson Wentz, these stats, you throw them away. Oh, but Matt, now what Matt, Matt Ryan is back. Okay. Matt Ryan's an MVP. I'm just saying, you, pick and, you pick and choose a lot. He passed Demarino all time, seventh all time most passing yards in the NFL. In NFL history, Dells. I'm not the one to debate the Matt Ryan Hall of Fame. That that's Drew. And this is all while being the fourth most sacked quarterback in the NFL right now to this point. Now the Colts' offense was amazing. Short passes. They finally found their rhythm and what they want to do offensively. And I, I saw that with how they featured Paris Campbell. The offensive line blocked on 58 pass attempts, zero sacks, zero interceptions, zero fumbles. Mr. Dells. Now, the Colts, you may be right about them in a long time. I'm not denying that. They might just be a first-round exit in the playoffs. They might be a non-dangerous playoff team. But what I want to hear from you, Dells, is an apology for Matt Ryan. This is hilarious. Um, because all offseason, my biggest gripe with the Colts was never Matt Ryan. You said he was washed. It was never Matt Ryan. You made a bunch of jokes about how Kyle Pitts was going to be amazing with Mariota, and he has been shit. I don't think I made a bunch of jokes. I just said things get a thousand yards. Oh, you said. Oh, he said. Oh, because I's not with Matt Ryan. Yeah, a, I mean, a little something. That's, that's and a now, joke. guess what? Matt Ryan's thriving with guys that you didn't think would be thriving. Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell. I mean, like, what are they on pace for? Like eight hundred yards apiece, maybe. That's good for them. Uh, I mean, Paris Campbell's. No, I'm sorry. Alec Pierce maybe eight hundred. Paris Campbell's probably like four hundred. That's which would be a, which would probably match. What his happened to Russell season. Gage? Where he at? I'm, I don't know why you think I'm a Russell Gage. Matt supporter. Ryan had a breakout year. He made him had a breakout year. Kyle Pitts historic tight end season with Matty Ice. Now respect Matty Ice, man. Respect him. Um, this is fine. It's a good win for the Colts. This doesn't change literally anything. I think I feel about the Colts. We talked about it last week. I said the issue with the Colts right now is not Matt Ryan. I think I would actually say the last issue on the Colts is Matt Ryan. Never going into the season did I say the reason the Colts aren't going to be able to win a championship is because of Matt Ryan. Was he part of the reason? Sure. But the real reason and why I've said multiple times on this podcast, the Colts don't have top-end talent. 
anywhere on this team. They do not have the the guns to go up against the Chiefs, against the Bills. They and the in the play they did. Sure. A, a fucking blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. It's going to happen eventually. And they also got shut out by the Jaguars. The real issue that I had with this cold season and without well, one. without um Sorry, the real the real issue I had about the Colts, right, and especially going into this season, was I did not think Matt Ryan is going to be able to overcome. If Michael Pittman misses a game, which he did already, the offense was broken. When the offensive line struggles, this offense is broken. Last week, everyone was healthy. The offensive line played well. And they even have Jonathan Taylor, and the offense looked really good. 2-0 so, without JT, by the way. Yeah, Before that, they were winless without him. I know. The so, offensive line was terrible. But the that's the Matt line, Ryan effect. But the offensive line has been playing a lot better. Last game versus Denver, they did not play well. Well, well Denver's the worst offensive team in the league. No, I'm saying the Colts offensive line did not play good against Denver. I know, because they didn't have to put up any points. They won 12-9. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, they, they hit four field goals. That's well, how they won the game. All I know is that all, all offseason long, you were also propping up Russell Wilson along with Drew. I was. While you were... Did you not think Russell Wilson's a better quarterback than Matt Ryan coming to the season? We had a debate Clear. about it. Remember the home run move? Remember the home run move? Debate? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I don't think Russell was a home run move. But yeah, but you said he's a better quarterback. We could, we could look up your quarterback list. Okay. I'm sure you had yeah. him over Matt yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. But now guess who's playing better? Matt Ryan. I, I tweeted about it. I said Matt Ryan clears. He did. But, yeah. About it. Come on. So all of this about the Colts. And you, listen, you could take your week six victory lap. It's cool. It doesn't really move me. Matt Ryan has played well up to this point, right? 3-2-1. 3-2-1. He's, he's had multiple 300-yard games. Um, in week four, 350 yards. But the issue for me, and especially for this Colts team, I do not see the ceiling and never saw the ceiling that you did with this team. I believe you said they go to the AFC Championship game. With Matt Ryan playing like this and JT back and that running game clicking? Yes. You said they go to the AFC Championship game. I still don't see that. I still don't see anywhere close to that. I'm still not convinced they're the best team in the AFC South. You're fucking crazy. Week by bro. week, we have sat on this table, and all four of us are guilty of changing teams. First, it was the Colts. Then, a, through a couple weeks, the way Trevor Lawrence is playing. Oh, my God. You know, Doug Peterson looks good. James Robinson's back. Oh, the Jags got a chance. Those two, though. Colts and no, the Titans go on a three-game win streak. It wouldn't surprise me if the Titans go and win the division, too. Someone the said at this table sucks. last week, the division is bad. Outside of the Texans, I think we could all agree don't have a chance to win this division. Never know. They pop off like nine in a row. But now it's week six, <laughs> and the Colts have a big win. Now the Colts are back, and they're winning the division. This was huge, Can though. you please stop being so dramatic and so reactionary? They, they, can you, Can you for, I beg, for two weeks, can you have the same take? <laughs> for two weeks, can you stay on your take and say, you know what? It's one bad game. I'm going to look past it. You know what? It's one good game. That doesn't mean Matt Ryan's an MVP-level quarterback. Can we relax? Mr. Dells. Can we relax? The Colts are a fine team. I had them win the division and losing the first round of the playoffs. I felt that way a couple weeks ago. I felt that way right now. A huge win over the over the Jags when Matt Ryan goes crazy. Great. Good for him. I'm happy he's happy. I'm sure he's a great guy. But I still didn't I didn't go crazy when yes. they lose too. Mr. Dells. You did go crazy when they lost. You did. <laughs> you said, told you, the Colts. And now I'm like, they different. And right now the Colts, oh, are, different. The Colts are doing their thing. So the AFC chip. How, would, tell me right now. Okay. Would you have ever expected for Matt Ryan to throw for 389 yards, three touchdowns this season? He did a week one. Three hundred. He, he threw for he 350. Threw 350. Yeah, but th he didn't have three tugs, though. I could see yeah, he, he without JT, but he had a dropped one. Without too. Jonathan Taylor. I gave him praise week one. I said he put up 350 and he had a drop touchdown. 
all offseason long, you you talking about Matt Ryan and how he's not the guy no more, how he's not a top one of the top end quarterback. He's all not this, a top end quarterback. What are we doing? This game says otherwise, dude. Okay, so when Tua <laughs> puts does. up four hundred yards and six touchdowns, is he not a top end guy? Tua's not Matt Ryan. Oh shit. Wow. Tua's like he picks of, and chooses. He Tua's really picks and chooses. Right Tua he is picks not and Matt chooses. Ryan. Matt, Tua is better than Matt Ryan right now. He is. What are you talking about here? Tua is better than <laughs> Matt Ryan. What are, what are we doing? Nah, he is. He is better than Matt Ryan. Right now, I, I know they have this for land of basketball. Maybe they have a land of football one. It, to, it, it shows you players side by side and their accomplishments. Come on, bro. Search that up. <laughs> Matt Ryan's been in the league yourself. since I was fucking five years old. F- familiarize yourself with Matt Ryan. Familiarize yourself because you're too goddamn disrespectful. But to this him. is what you did all offseason. It was nothing about what Matt Ryan's done now. It's all about he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's an MVP in 2016. He never liked to mention that. He, he went to a Super Bowl. He loves guys that lose Super Bowl. Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow. It's all guys that lose <laughs> Super Bowls. Well, I'd rather have that than guys that don't make it, like Ooh. Lamar Jackson. Ooh, and L's an L. He's got a Super Bowl appearance. No one gives a damn. All right, who cares? Lamar don't got nothing under that shit. <laughs> he doesn't give a damn. <laughs> I don't, I don't care, about? bro. Like this game. Hey, Matt Ryan got both of them. He's got MVP and an appearance. Yeah. I just <laughs> for I, Matt. Look, listen, Dells, you was over here with the Colts. When we were all pessimistic about the Colts, but look, let's not act like I had a different take. I said last week that this is my last time trusting the Colts, and I I picked them this past week when all of y'all picked the Jags. I said the Colts bounced back this motherfucking game, Fact. and they did. They did. I didn't pick the Jags. It's not like I picked. No, I picked the Colts. I know you picked because I, I picked was the Colts. riding with them. Oh no, they, they, they were Colts in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Because I was riding with them. I told in the offseason. I said it. I'm riding for the Colts. I'm riding hard. I'm gonna stick to that. Stick to those guns. So you're so, sticking. We're, this is the week. so. And, and if they lose the next two games, and Matt Ryan throws for 220 yards in both games, we're not we're not pivoting to Tennessee or Jacksonville. If people listen to the show, they also know. I'm. I don't just listen. I am here on the show. Yeah. I know. Week one, I said that the coach struggle. Week one, week two, I said they're not good at Jacksonville. So they don't win in September. I said I, and then I literally said Frank Reich's not good in September. I've said all of that, and now we're here. What I, I wouldn't even imagine, Dells, JT being out, Matt Ryan does this. This was one of the best things I've ever seen. It was resilient. I feel bad for you. This is one of the this best things I've ever seen. It was, re- it was a resilient showing. And you know who they were picking on? Shaquille Griffin, the high-paid the high corner from Jacksonville. Alec Pierce got a touchdown on him. They were picking on him all game. They conquered their demons against Jacksonville. They did that. The Colts conquered their demons against and listen, Jackson. Did you hear that, that, listen, state, that and sentence is insane. And listen, Dells and, listen, Dales and Riv, I made a mistake, right? Because I traded Jonathan Taylor in fantasy. Yeah, we flamed Ooh, you. You got a reaction. We what told you. you it, was, it, and was I, t- it was James Robinson and who? Deontay Johnson. God, it was so bad. Damn. I will tell you this. I have JC in other league as well, so I'm not too mad about it. <laughs> I will tell you this. With how the offense looked, that running game is going to start to get going. Of course. He's the best running back and in the league. And last year, when you and Drew sat on this table before the playoffs, a couple weeks before, and said, the Colts are my dark horse. We did. They will look like that team again. Yeah. And they'll have better I got fooled once. I'm not going to get fooled twice. They'll have better quarterback play. But, like, at the end of the day, this doesn't – like, I still see them as a round one exit type of team. Okay. You see them as an AFC championship contender. No, I think they can definitely get past round one. Yeah, they can. They can beat Cincy? I don't see why not. Oh, okay. Okay. Bro, I, I'm just saying, in a one-game playoff, anything can happen. Uh-huh. That's really what it is. They'll be on the road. You're not wrong. Did you think the Padres are going to be no, the they, Dodgers? They'll be, they'll be home. Oh, they'll be the Dodgers. Yeah, because they Did won. you think the Padres were going to be the Dodgers? Uh, I, I thought the Mets were going to be the Padres. Nothing, everything happens for... 
You never know. With sports. But that's in a three-game series. In a five-game against the Dodgers, nonetheless. In a one-game series, everything, anything Riv, can happen. Riv, where do you stand with this? You you have Matt Ryan go ahead and ball out. Joel's running victory oh, laps all over Hackensack. He was butt-ass oh, no, naked I, running up and down his street because he put up a good tweet, game. I did tweet, Matt Ryan is still washed. Because I think you can still, like, it's tough. Because, like, you can still have those heroic, Herculean performances and still be garbage. You know, you can still be washed and shit like that. The difference between him and Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson hasn't shown that Anything type like of that. game through six weeks. He's in a better situation as well than yeah, Matt exactly. Ryan. Yeah, exactly. He is. And Matt Ryan has done that twice. Like, first week was good. This week, he just balled out. You got to give credit where credit is due. So, I got to pay homage to the fact that Matt Ryan has, regardless of how bad that Denver game was, they got to win. This week against the Jags, we all picked them. They got to win. They still have an opportunity to win the division. As bad as it is, that's still a good thing. And the goal of getting Matt Ryan is to make the playoffs. So you got to respect what he did. He had an amazing performance. He looked like the old Matt Ryan. Will he be consistent? I think that's been the problem with the Colts. They haven't been consistent, but they've been okay the past two weeks. They have to continue to keep it going. Staying alive. Yeah, I just I don't I'm not gonna go as far as saying you know what he's saying, but I think that Matt Ryan's resilient. No, you said he's one of the top end quarterbacks in the league. So they're going yes. to AFC Championship. That, that performance AFC, that he's capable of. AFC loving. Championship is nuts. AFC that, Championship is actually so fucking insane. That performance actually, like, is capable of. Like, 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 I guarantee get you, if you, you go look at FanDuel right now, it's probably like plus 20,000. I might put the odds on that. You know, sure. for $5. You ain't yeah. losing much. It's $5. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, AFC, that's, AFC that's Championship, bro. Like they would have to beat the Bills or, or the Chiefs or the, or, or the Chargers or your, or your fucking Bengals. Joe Burrow, Mister fucking Mr. best quarterback in the league. Well, if they face Mister Mister Super Bowl appearance. Well, if they face the Ravens, they win for sure. No way. Yeah, they no do. Way. Yeah. No, no way. No way in hell. No way. That's close to the Giants. No way. The Giants are five and one. <laughs> They're not better than the Colts. The Giants. <laughs> I would take the Giants over the Colts. With how the Giants? Right with how the coaches played last week? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I had a game winning touchdown. Like, they didn't even dominate. Like, they won on a game-winning touchdown. They were going to win off the field goal anyway, though. I know, but it's not like they went out there and dominated Jacksonville. They won in the fairly well, Jacksonville's a good quarter. football team. They're, so are the Giants. Yeah. Who do you think is better, Jaguars or Giants? Just talent. Giants. Like, oh, I mean, I mean, talent-wise, the Giants, I still don't think are a great, talented roster, but they're 5-1. and one. They're one of the, you know, best-coached teams well, in the league. Well, the Giants face the Jaguars soon. I think this week. I think it is this week, yeah. Them. Yeah. So, we'll see, you know. And Jacksonville, too. And your pick them, we'll see who you pick. It's a good question. I don't know who I'm going to go with. Uh, I think I know who I'm going to go with. Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> so reacting to tweets part two, we said we would do it later in the show. This is from Wolves underscore season. The Vikings always play to the competition for better or for worse. We won't know how good they are until the postseason. That's that's a fact. I think that's a fact, too. That's, I think it is. That's, a, that's actually a great-ass tweet. Did he get a lot of likes and retweets on it? I'm no. sorry, what, what team are we talking about? The Vikings. Again, the Vikings barely won against a backup quarterback. In Miami, I get it. Um, it. It's just hard to win all these close games. You know, like eventually, I mean, last year, to be fair, they lost damn near all the close games. Uh, yeah, I thought the Vikings going into the season, I did have them in second place in the wild card. I think even winning a playoff game, I did I think mean, the Packers were going to win the season. You talked about the Giants being one of the most, like, unimpressive 5-1 and one teams. I feel like the Vikings haven't been talked about enough. No, because they haven't dominated. Like, they've just barely got, even their yeah. wins barely gone by, and their loss was against the Eagles. Like, so that look, Saints game was real ugly. Yeah. Because it's not New York, bro. It's not New York. But the, I feel like the Vikings got a lot of hype going into the season. Not just they here. Did. I know you guys, too, but, like, I feel like nationally. We picked with, them to win the division. Yeah, I know. It was a great call. They they look great right now. Thanks, dude. This is from Atlanta Skull. Fan. Skull. Oh. I'm, I'm in Drew's chair. I'm over here running for the Giants, running for You're Tua. You're an idiot. You're, you're a Hurts fan, writing for the 
fucking clown ass team. No, because I'm like they're five and one. They're not a bad we're team. Beat the shit out. Of I do them think you guys will beat them twice. No, we're gonna dog them out, like manhandle I, them, like food on the floor. Like I think the Giants are gonna keep it competitive. Yeah, you think so? I mean, you guys I mean, just we're supposed to blow out the Cowboys. We I don't know what happened. Exactly they have a good crazy. defense. This exactly is from crazy. Atlanta fan twenty one. Falcons winning the NFC South, and Matt Ryan is still him. And Drew needs to apologize for calling him the fraud Matt while calling Stafford the real Matty Ice. That was a nasty take. So what's his take? The Colts are back and Matt Ryan is... He said Falcons are going to win the division, which... No, no. Ah, no. Nah, I don't think so. And but Matt Ryan really is good. still him. They look really good. Um, I don't think they'll win. Matt Ryan is not him. If Matt Ryan is like being... What does Drew need to whatever. apologize for? For saying that Stafford's the real Matty Ice. Ooh. Stafford's been so ass this year. Drew got it. That's that's something Drew got to take over. Drew and me too. We were on the Rams last year. I saw Week One the way that looked. I was I was like, hey, this, no, this you saw it before Week One. You just picked the Niners. You jumped on the Niners train before Week One. Well, because train. Yeah, you jumped off the train very quickly. It was like, I still I like the Niners, but Lance was you know that was gonna be my agenda this year. Unfortunately, this is from Jalen underscore Bakta. The Seahawks actually could be a playoff team. They're three and three right now. Ah. Let me look at the NFC playoff picture. I think if they get into the playoffs, they'll kind of get destroyed. I feel the same way. Gino did not have a great game. Gino was back to looking. I think getting into the Gino. playoffs would kind of be like a. I don't think they want that. I though. thought Gino was fine. He had less than like two hundred passing yards. Yeah, the Cardinals defense is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Um, DK drops a lot of freaking passes, dude. I don't think they'll be a playoff team. Right now, in the right now, you have the Eagles, Vikings, Bucks, Niners. Those are the division leaders. And then the playoffs, you have the Giants, Cowboys, Rams. On the outside, you have the Packers, Falcons, Seattle. I mean, they're in the conversation. But I would still, even though the Rams haven't looked good, I would still trust them more. I would still trust the Packers, even though they haven't liked them more, and the Cowboys and Giants. I think they won't make it because the defense is bad. And they did hold Arizona to nine points, but I think that's more due to Arizona not being good offensively and them having issues of their own than it is the Seahawks being this great unit now. That's what I think will hold him back. The Packers don't make the playoffs from Jor of the Darkness. It's possible. I think it is too. The Packers have a Packers lot of offensive struggles. It just sounds real weird saying that shit, you know? Packers not making the playoffs. I mean, I guess if I said Atlanta or Seattle's not. Because right I now, who like do we have? More. We have the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, the, the Bucks, Vikings, Vikings, Niners, the Vikings, and the Rams Niners, right now are the seventh seed. Rams. What's the what's the record for the Rams? Three and three. Yeah, I'm assuming they the play Packers the Panthers three next week. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a dog fight. The Packers, I think, are still sneaking. They played the Panthers last week. They play. I don't know they play next week. Packers are still sneaking. I don't know though. Three and three teams in the NFC right now. The Rams, Bucks, Packers, 49ers, Seahawks, and Falcons. This tweet is from Mr. Run Good Roth. Out of these teams, this this not in the tweet, but out of these teams, who do you think makes the playoffs? You can only pick two. If Bucks, mean, Niners, and Bucks. Yeah. Niners and Bucks are the only two teams I would pick as well. Only two teams. If the Packers get in, Aaron then went heroic and got them got them in. But give yeah, me no. Bucks and Niners. Aaron Rodgers is doing the best he can right now. It's yeah. just that offense is super limited. The Rams have offensive line issues. Joseph Noteboom is now out for the year. That's their left tackle. The receiver outside of Cooper Cup, they don't have one. Is Ramsey cooked? Ramsey's not cooked. No, he's still a great player. I will say this, though. Although the Seahawks and Falcons might not make the playoffs, they deserve a lot of credit because the Falcons are one of the best coach teams in football. And the Seahawks, Geno's resurgence has been really something to marvel at. 
and how he's played this season. I just don't know if this whole Geno thing is going to last the whole year. It will. I Six weeks know. in? Got some time left. What we got? Ten weeks. He played well against the 10. Cardinals, bro. He was a game manager. Against it. You two have very D- different definitions of playing well. DK DK clear. dropped a, bo- we, a bunch of passes. We do. It's, it's very clear. DK, DK dropped a bunch of passes. He, nah, he I did. I told y'all, D- yo, who, what are y'all at the table last week said DK was going to have like a monster game? Did he have a monster game? No. Geno Smith threw the ball to DK in the end zone and he dropped it. It was a hard catch, but if you're 6'4", DK stature and build, like the you should make it. You should make it. I'm telling you, Geno had a pretty good game. Solid game for what he was working with that game. He was working with. Lockett didn't do shit. Yeah. I think we folded on that one. I think Geno is going to be him, though, still. The whole the whole year? Yeah. Him is in. He's going to be a good quarterback. Geno's a good quarterback. Where people have, are, people are going to start putting him in that Tannehill tier after the year. He's not going anywhere. I'm telling you. He's a, he's actually a good quarterback. So, I, where do you have him ranked? Like, just randomly. You could, off the top of your head. 20. Right now, he's definitely playing at a top 15 level. Top 16. <laughs> you think he's playing better than Matt Ryan? To this point, yeah. Matt Ryan will. By the end of the year, play better than him, though. You think he's playing better than Daniel Jones? Yeah. Hurts? No. Is Hurts playing like a top eight quarterback right now? He's playing like a top six, five quarterback right Lady. now. <laughs> no Jalen Hurts topic today, huh? <laughs> we talked about him. Prom- the tweets. Primetime game. Against the we got to have more primetime game topics, right? You saw a big play, Slay? Sir, good friend of the show. Bro, he's on the volume now. I just saw that. Keep that. He has a show with At the him. interception, ran it, gave oh, it to me. I didn't Mill. realize it was a full show. No, no. He had, it's called Big Play Slay. Oh, wait. I thought that was us. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Who's it, is it with Colin? Nah, No, it's just his own show. Oh. After every Eagles game is going to go on and, and I watched that shit thinking that was us up there. What, what Draymond Green is doing, that's what Darius Slay is going to do after every game. He's oh, going to okay. go and do that's a podcast. Right. He's he's great. Now nah, he, he speaks really well. Caught the interception, yeah, grabbed it, gave to Meek Mill. Shout out to Meek Mill. Meek Mill looks a little thin out there. like Skinny, skinny. You may have missed it this week. What is something that you want to highlight that people may have missed or may not be aware about? Um, I have a, a couple. The first one we touched on in a bit was the Dolphins and Vikings game because the Jets got a lot of shit on being up on backup quarterbacks. I know it was ended up being a third string in Skylar Thompson instead of Teddy Bridgewater, but everyone gave a shit about Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle had the worst game of the season so far. Both of them combined for less than, I want to say, 70 or 80 yards. And then this week, Tyreek had 170, Waddle had 130, Teddy looked phenomenal, and the Vikings just barely squeaked away this win. So even with having a backup quarterback, the Jets went out and dominated, and the Vikings, who I'm sure damn near everyone thinks is still better than the Jets, went out and struggled to beat Miami. They did get the W, though. Um, I don't want to steal any of yours, so I'll let you go and, and wrap around. Uh, Sorry, my right eye started really burning. Um, yeah, wrap around was crazy. That was nuts. Yeah, that was actually trying to wrap around you. Nuts. I mean, you know, I'm a skinny guy, so, you are, so the, petite, just right? just to cut you, you like guys off real quick. Size? James Harden, the three leg parlay I had, me or 19 girl. points was the over. He already has that 19. 19 yeah. It was that 19. Mm-hmm. Me or your girl? Who's more petite? <laughs> you. You're skinny. Oh, okay. This was actually, yeah, you're actually de- you're that's definitely, actually nuts. I got to yeah. get in the gym. That's you're, def- fucking, you're definitely more petite than my girl. It's fucking insane. Um, that's like ridiculous. Um. Things Why are you, you trying to be my girl? <laughs> I could be if I wanted to be, but no, oh. I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to figure out how petite am I, so I'm actually. Very. You know, what I, I'm I don't want to ask your waist size because I know it's. I don't want to <laughs> put you on the spot, but God, it's snatched. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about this Eagles Cowboy game. Um, Jesus Christ! Also, I was at Applebee's watching the game. You know, I was very locked in. Invited my boy CJ, my boy Peter Khalif. We was at Applebee's watching the game. CJ's a Cowboys fan. First half, offense looked good. It was moving. D 
Defense looks solid. Cooper Rush got exposed. I mean, like we knew he would, though, because he's not a starting quarterback. He is a backup quarterback. But Lane Johnson, he didn't come out for the second half. When he didn't come out for the second half, you saw the Cowboys get a little bit of that edge, get a little bit of that juice. Michael Parsons started to wreak havoc on the game. And in the third quarter, it looked like the Cowboys was coming back into that game. It looked, it really looked like they was taking control of the game. You saw the offensive line started to break down. Jalen Hurst started to get rushed a lot. He couldn't really get things going. But in the fourth quarter, we got back to doing what we do. Jalen Hurts was running the ball. We started to find our guy who we just paid big bucks to, A.J. Brown. He started to make plays. And then, of course, defense, big play slay. Shout out to him. He made the play, getting the interception. So shout out to us because that was a big game. It was a division game. Two of the best teams in the division getting that win. Only undefeated team in the league. And now we're the best team in the NFC. So that's the one I got. That's a great one. Now, my you may have, my you may have missed it. I want to highlight this great quarter cornerback draft class. This cornerback draft class has been truly special. Derek Stingley has been amazing. Sauce Gardner has been a top ten corner. He's had one interception. He's allowing fifty four point two passer rating while he's guarded. Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle, and Tyreek Hill. Kyer Elam, we see him coming into form with the Bills. Jack Jones on New England is an elite corner. It's crazy how New England can go from J.C. Jackson. Yeah, we're letting lost. him walk. He Jason looks Jackson like a benched. shell of himself. Yeah. He got benched. benched. And Jack Jones is along with 39 pass rating, one of the best coverage grades on PFF. He's been out of this world. And Tariq Woolen. I mean, this guy, 6'4", lightning fast. He has four interceptions on the season, and he's allowing a 38.6 pass rating. These cornerbacks in this draft class have been really, really freaking good. Like, I mean, most of these guys can be top 15 corners in a year or so. That's how good they've been playing. Sauce is the favorite right now to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Who would be your second guy? Rookie of the Year. So Yeah, that's what I meant. It's um, a good question. Would it be Willen? No. Nah. No? Let me see who would be my second. I'll I'm get back sure to you on that. Uh, Devin Lloyd from Jacksonville. He's had a good year, yeah. A couple other one to highlight. CMC, the Panthers are potentially selling some guys. They traded Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals, got a late-round pick. Hollywood's going to be out six weeks. They do get Hopkins back. Robbie just really hasn't been able to find his footing uh, this season. I know he had a great year two years ago with Teddy Bridgewater, had a 1,000 yards, but since then hasn't been able to figure it out. And then CMC, apparently the Panthers want multiple first-round picks for Christian McCaffrey. Yep. They're out of their minds. I think if I was the Panthers, if I could get a first- and third-round pick for CMC with the way this team is constructed, I would do that in a heartbeat. Get off his contract, whatever injuries he's likely going to – I don't want to you know say he's going to get hurt, but as a running back, you're more likely to get hurt than other positions – so if I could get off him and get a first-round pick to rebe- reboot this rebuild, we didn't see her all the time. You know, the Jets trade Jamal Adams, get multiple first-round picks. The Giants trade back last year, get an extra first-round pick. If you want to speed up this rebuild, trade those guys, get extra assets so you could get young guys on rookie contracts to eventually go out and pay some superstars. So the Panthers are a mess right now. Um, they're not going to get multiple first-round picks from anybody. I don't think they're going to get a first-round pick for CMC as is, but they want multiple firsts for him, uh, according to reports. Yeah, for running back, nobody's going to pay that for a dependent no. position, to be honest. So where do you think he goes? Oh, well, you, because we had a conversation about this. Yeah. I think he stays in Carolina. Maybe in the offseason he gets moved, mm-hmm. but even still, like it's a day-two pick. I think he goes to KC or Buffalo. I do. Buffalo Ooh. has been, you been know. Yeah. And CMC's contract is trade-friendly. He's oh, only is? making a million on a cap. Oh, really? 
So, which means that a team can trade for him and they don't really have to move mountains for his cap. Wow, I didn't think it was that. His cap okay. spikes up next year, but oh, okay, okay. this year it's $1 million. So this year is like yep. the one where you should make the trade yep. for it. He made his contract that way. He restructured it that way, so if he did get traded, it wouldn't be a hard trade to make. Smart guy. For team, yeah. Shout out to CMC, man. Yeah, next year his base salary goes from one, po- one mil to 11 mil. That's still not that bad, though. You're probably a top three paid running back at 11 mil. Really? That's nasty business. See, That's yeah, why I couldn't I'm be a running back. Pretty sure Henry's around twelve mil right now, and he just got his contract last year. You think Saquon's gonna break that? Probably. He's, He's gonna want to be the highest paid running back. My six foot uh, frame, you, I'd be a corner or a wide receiver. I'm actually built like Deshaun Jackson, so I'd probably be a wide receiver. What, what you weighing at? What I weigh at one seventy eight. Okay, yeah, two two yeah, Atwells out there out like there. at one fifty. <laughs> What? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not hitting no slants. I got four route trees. 178 is actually more than I thought. What you thought? I was like 150? Yeah. yeah you're disrespectful. You're disrespecting me as a man. I'm not going to lie. Truthfully. I just, honestly. You're a petite man. That doesn't mean I don't have muscle. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? I'm not saying you don't. I'm going to tell you, like, if I was in, I'd be wide receiver. I'm telling you straight. I got four route trees, man. No slants. Four? Yeah, no slants. No sl- not going over the middle of the field. No linebacker. So, I'm gonna get corner mad. route. Out route. Out route. Go route. Slot. Go route. Okay. It's very simple. Maybe a curl. You're going to get tackled from back, from behind. From nah, I ain't man. really jiving with no curl. You okay. know, very simple game plan. You have screen pass, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. We could do a screen pass. You know what I'm saying? We could do a little, uh, what's the shit? The wheel? Wheel route? Yeah, we could do a wheel, too. Just so. by the sideline. Or yeah, more shit. I could just run, like maneuver instead yeah. of like, because if I come through the middle and then, they, um, excuse me, and somebody hit me, you know what I'm saying? I might die. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> does. Not, yeah. Like, I'm a little petite. So you know, said, would a baker hit you? Yeah, or uh, like, what if like you know what I'm saying? Like, Fred Warner just knocks me down. Yeah, now you're done for the year. That's what I'm saying like I could be. You know what I'm saying I ain't, I don't want to be nah. type shit. Uh-huh. Type shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that. Boom or bust. Boom hey, fantasy. Wow. Over unders <laughs> matchups and long shots. I have three of them for the show right now. You guys, let me know. Well, Joel, if you want to be honest, I'm saying it because I know that you. <laughs> I was gonna say I can't answer these. <laughs> so okay, Joel is gonna do the boom fantasy stuff because he cannot actually say them, or else he will get in trouble. So boom fantasy, we have over unders, matchups, and long shots. Mo- by the time this recording is done, two of these bets will not be uh, live no more. We you will see if they have ended already. So Joel, let's get it going. So starting off with NFL. Thursday night football, Saints at the Arizona Cardinals. If you bet ten dollars, you will win sixty. So first up, Alvin Kamara over under sixty four and a half rushing yards. I'm gonna go under on that. Arizona's rushing defense has been really good. I don't think Kamara is the back that Kenneth Walker is in terms of breaking tackles. And Kenneth Walker had to do a lot of that to get his yardage against Arizona. I think Kamara gets under that. Uh, I'm gonna take the over. I expect a big game from Kamara. He really is one of those guys that can get this offense going and carry this team. And he needs to have a big game because Saints have been struggling. So give me that one. Moving on, Kyler Murray, one and a half passing touchdowns over under at Boom Fantasy. He's been embarrassing me all season. Um, but still, one and a half still to me still seems a little bit low for him. But they did just pick up Robbie Anderson. Uh, I'm going to take the over just because I like K1. I'm going over and for one reason only. DeAndre Hopkins is back. Very true. That's it. Lastly, Zach Ertz, 47 and a half receiving yards. With D-Hop back, He's with spam Robbie there, I'm going with under. Zach Ertz, 
I'm going under on this too. I think Zach Ertz gets under that number. And now at boom, we also have NBA. Today was tip off for the game. We have Celtics and Sixers right now. The game's going on right now. I think it's tied. 63-61. Yeah. So just if you guys are listening, boom fantasy, they're going to have NBA. So they have college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB. They have all those, all those. You can play all those type of games on the boom fantasy app. With with NBA, the bet's going to be difficult because they update like every day, right? What do you mean? Like, well, yeah, there's new we, ones every yeah, day. If like we do a show today, whatever we talk oh, about yeah. on the show, the next like Facts. by the time people listen to it, it's gonna be done. Yeah, it's it'll have be, to yeah. be like a prime time game for like the next day or something yeah. like that. Yeah. We'll see. We we discussed like having lines for like the next day. If I'm not um, mistaken, the Friday is gonna be <laughs> Clippers and Lakers and Bucks and somebody. If I'm, I think yeah. it's gonna be yeah. Friday. So maybe we'll have be, that up early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first NBA boom matchup or excuse me, boom over under of the year. This ten dollars wins you thirty. Right, so this is a little bit easier. Wiggins or Poole? Who's going to have more points? Oh, this is a good guess. Give me Poole. I expect him to come out firing, open the night, especially after the situation that just happened. Give me Poole. I'm going to go Andrew Wiggins for the <clears throat> for the reason that the Lakers lack wing perimeter defenders. And I think at least their guards can defend somewhat well, like Patrick Beverly. Schroeder's not playing. Oh, yeah, I know he's out for a while. Yes, sir. LeBron versus Steph. Who's going to have more points? Steph struggles against the Lakers, and he struggles on opening nights. So give me LeBron. I'll take LeBron, too. All right, and then this one is long shot. So $10 wins you 400 here at Boom Fantasy. So we got some lines here that, you know, maybe look a little intimidating, but I'm looking at these players. They could hit it. Joel Embiid, <laughs> does he hit 34 and a half points? This is against Boston tonight. Yep. I don't think he does. Right now he's at like 14. Yeah, I would have said no. 14, hey. At halftime, he's halfway there. Rob Will wasn't playing. You don't have any bigs. I would have said no. But I think at this point, Harden's eating. Tobias is doing his thing. You would have said yes. Oh, yeah. I would have said yes. Pardon me. Um, So I'm going to say no. Yeah, no. LeBron over 34 and a half points. That could happen. That could happen. I'm going to take, you know what? I'll gamble. Yes. Yeah. I'll take LeBron over there. Oh, yeah. And then lastly, Jordan Poole over 24 and a half points. Yeah. I would say he plays well against the Lakers. He played well last year on opening night, too. He was actually the leading scorer. So give me that, yeah. I'm going to go under on Jordan Poole. Under? So if you put $10 in your entry, that would win you $400 at Boom steal. Fantasy. There's a and reason. beat LeBron, Jordan Poole. There's a reason why it's long shots. It's unlikely, but if you I mean, if you just put put a dollar and you can win 100 Yeah. That's a, a dollar bet to, to win $100 off a long shot. Long shots don't even sound like long shots. LeBron scoring 35 is... And B, 35, pool. Like, all of these yeah. are they're long shots, but they're all very possible, you yeah. know? Yeah, they are reasonable. Shout out to Boom Fantasy. Yes, sir. So, before we go on to the next topic, I just want to make an announcement real quick and just talk to you guys. Just a intimate conversation with the audience that's listening right now. Intimate. So... As the past couple of months have been happening, we have been getting more traction and more viewership on our podcasts, on our YouTubes, on our Twitters, our social media in general. And because of that, opportunities, lucrative ones have come to us like sponsorships. And that's why now we do have sponsorships like Mojo, like Boom. We're working with SeatGeek shortly as well. Like we're having these a bunch of these sponsorships and we always want to be transparent with you guys in terms of who's supporting us and who we support as well. Because we, the last thing we want this to feel like is a show that doesn't feel genuine. At the end of the day, pick a side is something that's genuine. It's just us talking about sports at a table. Like we're at lunch or at school. We're all friends, very close friends. And we like for you guys to be a part of that intimate community with us. That's why we have the discord. 
the chalkboard and all those things. So just because most of these sponsorships have been coming our way, at some point we have to pay the bills here. You know, we want to, we want to do this full time. I think that's all of our goals to do this full time. And these sponsorships help us do it full time. Boom, Mojo, all that other good stuff. So supporting them supports us in a big time way, because the more we can do this, the more we can put out content. Now episodes won't come out two times a week. Maybe it's three, four times a week. We can do more of it. And I think that's our ultimate goal as we continue to expand to being a smaller channel to growing, to being one of the bigger channels in the space. And that's all possible because of you guys. And that's why we want to thank you guys because none of this would happen without you guys. You are the reason why we have these things happen to us currently right now. Absolutely. You know, commenting, subscribing, interacting with us, whether it's Patreon or Twitter, whatever it might be, that's all helping us. And these, you know, companies like Boom, like Mojo, see the community we've built, see how you guys have interacted with us and how much you support us. And in that turn, they're supporting us as well because they see the growth. They see how, you know, how far we've come over these last few years. So if you want to support us doing all of that, great comment, subscribing, but also, you know, depositing that Boom, also sign up with Mojo. That helps us a ton as well. So, you know, if you do want to go that extra step, it is a hundred percent appreciate it. You know, we try to do as much as we can with these giveaways and getting you to the discord and asking your questions. So, you know, any way you guys can support us, go that extra step. It helps us more than you can imagine. 100%. I appreciate y'all. Just, you know, yeah. I was waiting on a speech for I don't got one. <laughs> Just, um, you know, join the discord. I'm very active. Joel gets active. Dell's, Used to I've be slacked, active. I've slacked, I've slacked. Uh, Drew's somewhat active. Hit me. You know, I'm very, you know what I'm saying? Do y'all thing, man. We we appreciate y'all support, though. For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Nah, I had no speech, bro. I'm sorry. I tried to think of one in the midst of all that. Couldn't do it. Would you rather Micah Parsons edition? Woo! First name up, TJ Watt. <sighs> Damn, you started off like that. Yeah, I knew this name was going to come, too. I just didn't. I think I'm going to take oh. TJ. I'm taking TJ as well when he's healthy. I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. I, I don't think it's a wrong answer. There's not a guy that I'm going to say over Micah Parsons. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Nick Bosa. Micah. Bosa's been insane this year. Yeah, he has. <laughs> I'd go Micah. It's so close, but i go Micah. I'm going Micah. Miles Garrett. Oh, fuck. Give me, give me Micah. I'll take Micah. I don't like that answer, though. Max Crosby. Take Micah. Micah. He's playing at an elite level. Yeah. I'm taking Micah as well, but I want to give Crosby his, his credit. He for deserves sure. his flowers. Yeah. He's an elite player. Because he doesn't get talked about with mm-hmm. the Miles Garretts and the guys we've mentioned before, for sure. And he should. Yeah. And last one, because you can only compare Micah to the to the greats, honestly. Don't. Aaron Donald. It's still right Donald. now, it's still Donald. would you rather? It's Donald. It's Donald. Would you rather? You're telling me who I would rather age into account? Micah Parsons. Also, we're doing well, age. I'm going we, we never do age. I know, but I'm saying, who would I rather? <laughs> Bro, it's changing yeah, the game. I would rather Micah. changing the game. I, think I today, would rather Micah. I would still do Donald, but I ain't yeah. mad at that answer. I, I if you're saying who, if I'm starting a franchise around these guys, yes. All Micah. these guys are the top of the top. Yes. All respect to Aaron Donald, but I'm taking Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is going to be the, that guy that we talk about as one of the best defensive players of our generation, if not the best. I agree, but in our Donald has already accomplished that. Yeah, in the 2010s, Donald is him, yes. And no 2020 and you 2021. 2020s, just... it will be Micah Parsons. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm just saying, Mike, uh, Donald in the 2010s plus his yeah. first two years in the 2020s. Don't sleep on Bosa, too. Don't sleep on Bosa. Yo, this year, Micah Parsons, who won MVP? Super MVP? Yeah, Cowboys. Okay. They're going to win. That's over that's, Buffalo? That's a stinky-ass nah, 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 take. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's not a great take. Not going to get past the Eagles. Come on, man. Currently in the NFC, a lot of the teams that people thought would be powerhouses like the Rams, Packers, Buccaneers, and 49ers have been struggling. They're all 3-3 three and three right now, I believe. The Rams are 3-3, three and three, the Packers are 3-3, three and three, the Bucs are, and the Niners are as well. Who's more likely to figure it out, and what are their issues? I guess we'll start with the Rams or the first name I mentioned. What's been the Rams' biggest issue, and is there any optimism for them figuring it out? The Rams, I don't think, can figure out their issues. For me, it's twofold. One, the offensive line. We saw it from week one off jump. Uh, I don't think I took into account how big the loss of Andrew Whitworth was going to be. He's doing a great job on Amazon, by the way. Shout out to him. Um, but this offensive line's in shambles. They just lost no boom for the year as well, so it's going to take another step back, I'm assuming. And the run game. They're not able to run the ball. They are the least effective rushing offense in the NFL. This offense right now is very comparable to Jared Goff in the Rams offense in 2020. When everyone blamed Jared Goff for him struggling, that's the reason they went out and traded for Matt Stafford. Goff still put up a decent statistical year, but in actuality, it was because the offensive line couldn't block, and it's because they couldn't run the ball. We saw in 2021, the offensive line got better. They were able to run the ball a little bit. They go and win a Super Bowl. So right now, not having that run game at all, Cam Akers wants out as well. Not that he's been good. You saw my tweet? I did. Not that he's been good by any means. Um... But he has not been able to do anything. He is, I want to say, the most, the least efficient running back in all of the NFL. Daryl Henderson hasn't been able to get it going either. I don't think it's fixable. Um, the NFC being as bad as it is, I still think they could sneak into the playoffs. But this offense right now is ugly. And Matt Stafford, he can't do it by himself. Him and Cooper Cup is not enough right now to figure this out. You said a lot of good things. And just to briefly talk about all three teams, starting with the Rams. Um, they're a complete shell from what they were last year. You know, last year they were a dominant team. They did their things. All, their offensive line is bad. It's still very Cooper Cup reliant. Allen Robinson, he did have a good game the other day, but it's still, I don't Finally. expect that to happen for the season. Yeah. I think they're just going to be, like you said, they're going to sneak into the playoffs if they can, but a lot of this isn't on Matt Stafford. For the Bucks. oh, man. I, they... You would think they should be the best team in the NFC, or they look like they should be on paper the best team in the NFC. They have the weapons. But if you think about it, the, the team has been banged up with a lot of injuries. Tom Brady, he's been struggling a little bit. Offensively, they haven't been able to get it going. But I think that's the one team. <laughs> I tried to put it down at the same time. <laughs> you think that, I think that's the one team out of all these three teams that I probably trust the most. You know, I think because Green Bay, they're all, their weapons aren't going to get any better. I don't think Odell is going there if he had the opportunity. I think he'll either go to the Bills or maybe the Rams, but I don't think he's actually going to Green Bay. I think with the Bucks, you have Tom Brady, you have Chris Godwin, you have Mike Evans, you have guys on the defensive end. They still they have shown the ability to fix things midseason or get it going. I think that's the one team you can trust as with Green Bay. Offensively, they're just not going to get any better. Aaron Rodgers is doing as much as he can, but I don't think they're good enough to get it done. The only two teams out of all of them that I see have a – chance to figure it out are the Bucks and the Niners. That's really it. Oh, the Niners in here? Yeah. In here, Niners. They're three and I, three as well. Oh, I did not know the Niners part of this. I, yeah, I thought it was Bucks, yeah. Packers, uh, Rams. Yeah, yeah. I, I put it in last minute. Sorry about that. Wow. Yeah, sick. The, the Rams, to okay. me, the offensive <laughs> line is a big issue, and that was with Joseph Noteboom in the lineup. He's now out for the year, unfortunately. Cam Akers, I don't know what's happening with that situation. He wasn't good for them regardless, but that can't help them in any way. Matthew Stafford is pressing. He is. He is. He's a turnover machine. He was that last year. He has seasons where he has great ones, and he has some where he has down ones. And I think 
This is one of his down ones. He's also dealing with an elbow injury that I think is probably still lingering on. The defense is also not not amazing. They lack another edge rusher opposite of Leonard Floyd. They lack another corner opposite of Jalen Ramsey. I just don't see how the Rams stack up to any team that has a good defensive line. Any team that has a defensive line can beat the Rams pretty easily, in my opinion. The Packers, their defense has been the most disappointing thing about, about them this season. I think the offense has been like bad, but we expected the offense to drop off without a top-end wide receiver. We thought the elite defense would hold them over, and that's not been the case. The defense has been mediocre. It's one of the worst against the run. And their offense, they just can't create any explosive plays because they lack explosive playmakers. The 49ers, right now for them, their biggest issues is just injuries. I think they have a bunch of injuries right now. And, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo limits your ceiling as a team for the most part because he's not a, a great quarterback. But I still think they can figure it out just because I trust Kyle Shanahan. I trust that defense being one of the top ones in the league. And the Buccaneers, to me, in 2020, when Brady first went there, I was sold on them winning it all. 2021, I wasn't bought in on them. And this year, I'm not bought in on them. There just isn't this spark with the Bucs anymore. There's not this spark. The allure of Tom Brady being there, I think, has kind of worn off on this team. And the change from Bruce Arians to Todd Bowles and now Byron Leftwich taking control of the offense, I think, has shown because the offense is lethargic, it's slow, it's non-creative. And Tom Brady, he's still an excellent quarterback. But when he's won, he's had some of the most help of any quarterback in the NFL. And I think in the with the Bucs right now, that's not the case. The offensive line is vulnerable. The secondary is vulnerable. This team is, you know, you look at their defense, Shaq Barrett is great, but is he elite? Is he Crosby? Is he Khalil Mack? Is he those top-end guys? He's not. The Bucs have a great defensive front collectively, but there isn't one sole game changer on it. And I, I think with the Bucks, it's just they have the talent to figure it out, but just with the evidence they provided, they always get injured at the worst time. Yeah. They don't stay healthy. Todd Bowles as a coach, his clock management, the Byron Leff is calling the plays. There's just too many things that I think aren't working their way. And that's why I'm not too confident in them. But because of the talent, that's the only reason why you kind of had to respect it a little bit. But ultimately, all these teams that were top of the NFC last year, they aren't this year. And they're being taken over by teams like the Cowboys, like the Eagles, like the Vikings, like the Giants. Okay. Like, you know, like all these other teams that, you know, playing okay. So who's your two teams that you you trust in? The 49ers and Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks are the standout because I didn't know the 49ers were on this list because of the talent. But I think the Bucks' biggest issue, I mean, there's a few, but this is the least locked in Tom Brady's probably ever been his career, right? This happened in the in training camp when he w- stepped away for 10 days. And, you know, obviously Hilarious. this news with Giselle, him getting divorced, not that it has anything to do with anything on the field, but obviously it's impacted him. I mean, last year he was borderline MVP playing. This year he's having a down, for, MV, for Tom Brady's standards, having a down year without a doubt. He is not playing the type of level we expect him to play. And I think the most surprising thing about the Packers offensively at least, is coming into the year, we knew the wide receivers were lacking, right? Alan Lazard has, is starting off a pretty good. Romeo Dobbs has had some moments. Christian Watson has had some moments, but for the most part, been disappointing through the first six weeks of the season. But their pass catch, their, their running backs, they haven't been utilized. A.J. Dillon's snap share has gone down. And then Aaron Jones, who is probably their best offensive weapon, is averaging four targets per game, three receptions, and 20 yards. 
Matt LaFleur, who we thought were, was one of the better offensive play callers, one of the more creative guys in the league. Look what Dable is doing with Saquon Barkley. He's constantly getting the ball, whether it's in the passing game, in Wildcat, or just handing the ball off. On the other side, Aaron Jones has not been able to do anything. No, he, he is easily your most explosive weapon on offense. He showed in the playoffs last year how great he is as a receiver, and LaFleur has not gotten him involved at all. If they want to spark this offense, I think it has to be around Aaron Jones and also getting A.J. Dillon involved in the rushing attack as well. Well, because right now, re- relying on Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs to be winning consistently on the outside, you're not going to be able to go very far with that. Aaron Jones creates a lot of mismatches, especially if he's in, on the backfield lined up against linebackers. He's way too fast and shifty. He's going to be able to beat those guys without a problem. So I think for the Packers to get things going on offense is to get him going. And then defensively, I still think they have the talent to be a really good defensive team. They just haven't stepped up to it right now. So if I had to pick out of these four, I would put the Niners, but I don't have anything for them. But the Bucks have the talent. They have Tom Brady, who obviously has done it time after time. The Rams, I don't feel good about. And the Packers, I don't feel good about. I just think when looking at the Packers, you look at when LaFleur took over, which was 2019, I believe, or 2020. 2020. 2020. Let me look at his record real quick as a coach. And then I think it was him. 19 because because McCarthy sat out 2020 and then came back 2021. What a noob. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he took over in 2019. Yeah, I think so. I think he did as well. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure because okay, he took over in 2019. So when we look at his drafts, 2019. I'm just gonna go through the first three picks of each draft. Rashawn Gary. Great this pick. is a uh, the Packers draft picks first three draft picks in 2019, Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, Elton Jenkins, A plus Amazing. A plus draft. Amazing. 2020, Jordan, Jordan Love, Love yep. AJ Dillon, Josiah Deguara. Two backups. This is probably an F, yeah. right? This is an F. Well, for you, it could Jordan, be a Jordan, It's an F. Yeah. Jordan Love. <laughs> they needed a receiver and a stack receiver. T Higgins class. was there. Yeah, and Sheesh. AJ Dillon was a reach at the time. Missing T is tough. 2021, Eric Stokes, Josh Myers, Amari Rogers. Rogers hasn't done anything. It's like like a B. Stokes like is a good. B. Stokes, Stokes, Stokes is good. Solid. Josh yeah. Myers is okay. Yeah. So I say B it's a minus. B. And then this past draft, Quay Walker, Devontae White, Christian Watson. Still a wait and see, but with Christian Watson, he was drafted over George Pickens. Alec Pierce, who looks better. They traded up to get him. They traded up way high in the second yeah. round. I think 34 overall, maybe something like that. With 30, the, I think it was actually 33. With the Packers, the thing about teams that already have a lot of, of their money tied into big-time players, you have to hit on the draft. Absolutely. And the Packers have hit on a draft and a half in the Matt LaFleur tenure. The, the biggest width of 2020, that was the biggest whiff. <laughs> but it's the fact that I understand Quay Walker, Devontae White. Okay, I understand those picks. But when you clearly have a need, which the Packers' biggest need has been wide receiver, and their offensive line has been getting more hurt and hurt over the past couple of years. They should have allocated these draft resources on those players, and they didn't. And I feel like right now what we're seeing with the Packers, the lack of offensive explosion. Is it coaching? Is it play calling? Yes. But to a degree, you have to take into account that there isn't much a coach can do if the talent isn't there and you don't have explosive playmakers. And ultimately, the Packers lack playmakers, and that's why their offense looks like complete garbage. We thought the defense would be way better. It's been disappointing, and they haven't even been facing high-level teams to this point. So to this point, Quay Walker, Devontae White, 
don't look like awesome, amazing picks. Maybe they could have drafted Tyler Linderbaum or, you know, a center or another receiver, but they didn't. And I think what we're seeing with the Packers is a combination of lack of offensive weapons due to poor drafting over the years and not hitting on players. And not every team hits on players, but for the most part, we see it with the big Tom teams. Yep. I think Malafleur especially in this NFC North that for the most part has been a dumpster fire, right? Like Detroit has been terrible for years, Chicago and Minnesota who has been competitive at least, but for the most part haven't been competing for the division. Now you have Minnesota sitting at 5-1. and one. You have Detroit who has showed some promise, at least the most promise they have over the last five years. Chicago's still a bit of a mess, but I think if this division starts getting better too, like those gimme games aren't going to be gimme games anymore. And Matt LaFleur really hasn't shown, like especially in the playoffs, to be that top level of competition. But I don't want to just completely like, their receivers aren't good, right? But like Lazard has showed you something this year. Christian Watson was a high second round pick. He has explosive ability. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to trust him. Romeo Dobbs looked great against the Bucs. Like, all of these receivers have had moments. And if you have someone as good as Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, who is a really, who has shown moments of being a good head coach, being a good play caller, I would like this offense to be a little bit more consistent. If we see the Giants offense being consistent, why can't the Packers offense be consistent? I'm not saying to be a top five or top 10 offense in the league. But at least be able to put up points. I mean, you know, they, they've struggled back-to-back weeks. I know they, they put up more than 20 against the Giants, but this past week against the Jets, they couldn't do anything. I know our defense is good, but you have Aaron Rodgers. You have some weapons around them. Like, the offensive line isn't in shambles, so I don't want to sit here and just be like, they don't have any talent, right? They have pieces. They have guys that have showed you to do something at some point this season. But with Rodgers on the floor, they haven't been able to put it all together and really show that they could be one of the better offenses in the league. Yeah, I agree. I just think that, even with if everything goes right, the talent allows for a little room for no little room for error. Like you can't have mistakes. No. And ultimately, like a, a but drop, Rogers doesn't make mistakes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean it would look a lot better if the defense was where it should be. I agree. The way the for Packers sure. have to win is by running the ball at an elite level and playing great defense. And right now they're like doing the, well, neither the of those things it. exactly. But they and, have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and the Packers Just, are not doing that. Yeah. Another offense that's struggling is the Arizona Cardinals. Their offense has been bad this year. They scored nine points versus the Seahawks, which the Seahawks coming into the game were the worst defense in the NFL in terms of letting up yards. Arizona failed to score an offensive touchdown for the second time this season. And right now we're looking at a team who's 22nd in offense, 22nd in defense. Cliff Kingsbury, the chance for him to be fired, to be fired or more are growing louder and louder over the course of the past couple of weeks so what's behind Arizona's offensive struggles going into this game the last two opponents who played Seattle combined for 84 points God, and now Arizona couldn't score an offensive touchdown against them Cliff Kingsbury in the offseason got an extension got paid through 2027 we know Kyler got paid as well he got a huge contract he was complaining about it and I'm all for guys getting their money I have no problem I think Kyler is the franchise quarterback a borderline top 10 guy but I was never on this Cliff train. I was never on Cliff Kingsbury should be the guy. He's the head coach of the future. I feel very similar with Zach Taylor. I, Joe Burrow's the guy without a doubt. He's the franchise quarterback. He's a top 10 guy. He's the guy who gets you to the Super Bowl. I feel the same way about Kyler, but these head coaches have not proven it to me. I think their quarterbacks have exceeded, not exceeded, but their quarterbacks are so good, it boosts up the offense. It boosts up the head coach. It makes them look better than they actually are. I think a lot of people get kind of in this realm, well, well, every year the Cardinals get better. Every year Kyler Murray has gotten better. 
Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick. They had three wins, the worst roster in the league. They went from three wins to five wins, still last in the division. Then they went from five wins to eight wins, third in the division. Last year was finally the year they cracked through. They got 11 wins. They started off 7-0, and then went 4-11 and the rest of the season. So I understand you made the playoffs for the first time in a while. You got smoked by the Rams. It was not a competitive game by any means. So while they did get better, in the grand scheme of things, they weren't able to get over that hump. Getting to the playoffs is one thing, but if you're not competitive in the second half of the year, if you're going 4-11... and that doesn't tell me that you figured it out as a head coach. It doesn't tell me that you have solidified yourself as the future head coach of this football team. Now a team that consistently has got off to hot starts in Cliff Kingsbury's career is 2-4. and four. They're 21st in scoring. They average 1.7 points per drive on their first drives, the worst in the league. And I understand they haven't had DeAndre Hopkins, but the Tennessee Titans are averaging 12.4 points per... Excuse me. The Tennessee Titans, without A.J. Brown, who they lost in the offseason... Their first three drives averaging 12.4 points per game. They're getting off to a hot start with probably a quarterback that's not as good with weapons that aren't as good. True, they have Derrick Henry without a doubt. But Cliff Kingsbury has not been able to get off these hot starts. They've never had a top 10 offense. They've struggled to run the ball consistently. Cliff Kingsbury has not developed any of these receivers. Rondell Moore, who's looked better this year, was not great as a rookie. Andy Isabella, who he didn't draft, was never able to develop into any type of receiver. He's off the team now. They've never had a consistent running game. James Conner had a ton of touchdowns last year. He averaged less than four yards per carry. He was super inefficient just around the red zone. He's a really good player. So it's been the Kyler Murray show. Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick, by far the best quarterback in his draft class. Everyone coming out saw how electrifying he was, and he's the reason, really the reason why this Cardinals team has progressed year after year. Is Cliff Kingsbury Urban Meyer? No, he's not someone that's going to hold back your franchise. He's not someone that's going to hold back your development of Kyler Murray. But he's not someone that should have got a five-year extension through 2027. So he's not, not that level of coach. So you're not giving – are you are you saying this is solely on Kingsbury? Now, you're not giving Kyler no blame? You can't give Kyler no blame, but Cliff has not done enough to deserve an extension. The, the, the original question was, is it time for – for the cards to fire Cliff Kingsbury. You don't fire him because you just gave him all this money to be the coach. You have to let him at least ride it out through this year. If you end the, the year being 5-11 and 11 or something like that, you have to seriously, or 5-12 and 12 or 17 yeah. games, you have to seriously consider moving off him. Even with all the money, these owners are billionaires. I don't think it should be a problem. They trade for Robbie Anderson, who has a huge cap hit. I'm surprised anyone even traded for that contract. So while Kyler obviously, yeah, especially with Hollywood being out for six weeks, Kyler deserves some of the blame. But I think how great he is as a player, you have to look at the coaching and saying, where are you, where are you making this team better? Because we know Kyler's going to be great. How are you going to make this offensive line better? How are you going to make the receivers develop these receivers? How are you going to make the running game go? Because right now, Cliff hasn't been able to do any of that. Because I, mean, uh, I, I, I just you like, click your lips. Yeah, no, because I just think like even if locked in on his lips, my lips. Is- you know, but, but I just think even if Kingsbury gets fired, a lot of the stuff K1 does is really him. Like, his IQ on the field, his, his, his bad decision. Man, like he still has, like, rookie problems in year three, year four. But, you know, that, it could just be a me thing. But look look what Dable does with the Giants. With a very uh, pretty limited quarterback with Jan Jones who's had turnover problems, who's had fumbling problems, had decision-making problems. Like, That's true. Dable comes in year one, you see it right away. Boom. Team's completely different. That's very true. You saw it with Doug Peterson to start off the year. They've had their ups and downs, but you mm. see the moments, right? Where yeah, Trav yeah. has made that step for sure. Now, like I said, he's not holding Kyler back by any means, but I also don't know if he's the reason Kyler has consistently gotten better. I just think that shows how good Kyler Murray is as quarterback. Watching this game, I came away with two takeaways. 
Kenneth Walker is a breaking tackling machine. He's a beast. He had 12 missed tackles. He was amazing. It was 9 19 the final score. Arizona went for it three times on fourth down when they were in field goal range, which cost them, you could say, nine points hypothetically. Because of those decisions, Cliff Kingsbury made it a two possession game when it should have been a one possession game late in the game. I will say I give him some slack because the kicker they had was Matt Amendola and he missed an extra point in that game. And he's also not a good kicker. They just signed Arrigo Blakenship, who's accurate, but doesn't have a strong leg. So maybe they'll kick it next time. But the offense was lethargic. It's a combination of just a simple scheme. And I think Kyler being inaccurate and late on some throws. I think Kyler Murray is late on throws. He's inaccurate. Um, And, it's just, I don't, Arizona doesn't have the playmakers to consistently win versus man-to-man coverage. That's really what it comes down to. And last year versus man coverage, Kyler Murray, when DeAndre Hopkins was not on the field, was very bad because you're counting on A.J. Green to beat people one-on-one consistently. At this point. Hollywood Brown, he has the stats because of volume, but he's not somebody who can consistently win and even then in that game, Colin Murray underthrew a ball to him. The the one of the last plays of the, plays of the game, when Tariq Woolen was on him, the Tariq Woolen interception, Colin Murray underthrew that ball to Hollywood Brown. He didn't he didn't put it out there long enough for Hollywood Brown to just run and get it. He kind of threw it short. But the scheme is simple. The Cardinals offense is a bunch of sc- simple screens, RPOs, quick passes. That's how they get down the field. The way they score is off these like 14-play drives, and they get a touchdown or field goal off of that. But they very rarely just make these explosive big-time plays unless it's a Kyler Murray 30-plus yard run where he just escapes everybody and goes full Houdini. I do think that Kyler does limit an offense just because it's the same thing with Russell Wilson. He can't see. And it's really like (laughs) it's, it's it's not a knock against him. It's just a fact. When you are 5'8", 5'9", and your offensive linemen are 6'5", it's hard to see over those guys and throw over those offensive linemen. It, that, that's why we see quarterbacks like Kyler and Russ, they don't target the middle of the field consistently because they they have to see you to throw the ball. And Tua even mentioned it in one of his interviews and in one of his post-game press conferences where he mentioned that. And I feel like that's a problem. So Cliff Kingsbury's scheme is very simple, and I think the league has figured him out. I think it's over with with his scheme unless they have an overload of talent, which you just can't beat my guy one-on-one. Then these things won't work, but when you do have a lack of talent, his lack of creativity shows even more. What I will say, which is a bright side for the Cardinals, is that Hollywood Brown comes back this season. D-Hop is coming back. I don't think Robbie's a bad receiver. I think he just was in Carolina. That's really it. I think DJ Moore right now, if, if you if somebody watched football this year, they would say, wow, that DJ Moore guy is one of the worst receivers in the league. They would say that because he's in Carolina. Robbie Anderson in year one with Teddy Bridgewater had 1,000 yards. Before that with the Jets, he was consistently putting up 900 yards with Josh McCown. Really good number I two. I mean, Robbie Anderson, he's a good number two, but with Arizona, he's number three. And now you have speed. You have Robbie. You have Hollywood who run 4-3. You have D-Hob who can get open against anybody in the league. Zach Ertz, who's a really good tight end. Now they have weapons, and I think when we see this offensive fully click, um, fully get together and be healthy, we might see a different Arizona. We might see an Arizona that before it was hot start and slow ending. Now it might be slow start, fast ending because of 
the health of these guys. But ultimately, I do think the league is catching up to Cliff Kingsbury. And the blame is mostly on him. And I don't think if they have a losing season and miss the playoffs, he should be the coach next year. But it's more than him. It's Steve Keim who built this roster. The, the lack of depth they have on this roster is is eye-opening. The, the draft picks they've made back-to-back years, drafting a linebacker in the first round, when you could draft other positions of need that are more important, maybe a left tackle. Like, instead of drafting Isaiah Simmons, maybe draft a Tristan Wirfs. Or <laughs> that would have been nice. Or a Mekhi Becton, you know. Or awesome. I know he, he got hurt, but just protect your young quarterback. But, no, they decided to draft a guy who, and Isaiah Simmons, who has been disappointing to this point, Zayvon Collins has been disappointing. I think they just missed on the draft. Cliff Kingsbury is not good enough of a coach to overcome the lack of offensive talent all around on the team. And Collar also has his deficiencies, but I think Collar's deficiencies can be masked to some degree with a, with a better coach. So do you think, would you have extended him last offseason? Cliff? Cliff. No. Agreed. Do so you just let him, like you would have fired him? Well, right now, yeah. Like, I would just let him prove it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He probably had a year, maybe two left on his deal. I 100% feel the same way. You have to do another year. If not, move off, what's, shut up another guy. What's an ideal coach for a guy like K1? I think to your point, it's coaching. You also need to get their offense was so small. You have Hollywood who's five nine. Rondell Moore is five. five he's like Rondell might be like five six. Sheesh. Greg Dorch is okay, under nice. five ten. Like you had an offense full of guys without Hopkins who are short, fast, and kind of all do the same thing, right? None of them, like you said, are winning one on one a lot of the time. Hollywood probably the best out of the bunch, but even still, he's not elite at it by any means. You have AJ Green there, who is you know a bigger body receiver, but at the end of his career, you don't have anyone with that size with Hopkins off the field who you knew was going to be suspended this year, who got banged up last year, who's thirty years old. Like you have to start thinking. Hopkins might not be here for 17 games for the rest of his career, right? He's going to miss some time. Can we have someone else who does something else for us other than Rondell Moore who we used a second-round pick on? So I think the offensive mindset and just the, the way they put this together, if you think we always talk about how like having a starting five of, of basketball compared to football guys who could do different things, the Cardinals didn't do that. I guess you have Zach Ertz who could they traded for, who could do some things over the middle of the field. So I think getting some guys who could do different things at receiver also upgrading from James Conner, who I wasn't a huge fan of. He's a fine running back, but maybe someone a bit more explosive who could have that home run hitting ability, but also having a coach who is a bit more creative, who isn't just running screen passes out there. I think Kyler, like you said, masks a lot of things that's wrong with his offense. And Cliff, to this point, I mean, he was a questionable hire as is when he got hired by the Cardinals a few years ago coming from Texas Tech. And I think now, for the most part, he's gotten figured out, right? Like, the stuff that was working isn't working as effectively, especially when you don't have DeAndre Hopkins on the field. And now you're not going to see what this offense could have looked like with Hopkins and Hollywood. You'll have it six weeks from now. But six weeks from now, if they're 4-10, and it's not going to matter, right? Your season's going to be done. Since 2020, this Arizona's draft, Isaiah Simmons, Josh Jones, Leke Fotu, Rashard Lawrence, Evan Weaver, Eno Benjamin. Zayvon Collins, 2021, Rondell Moore, Marco Wilson, Victor Demicouge, Tay Gowan, James Wiggins, Michael Manette, and then this year, Trey McBride, Cameron Thomas, Majai Sanders, Keontae Ingram, and it's just a bunch of like six, seventh round picks. They they haven't. I I named one starter, literally. Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, Rondell Moore, who's even like a borderline starter, Marco Wilson, they've came away with four starters. In the past three drafts. And that's not how you build a roster. It's not. 
No, I mean, yeah, thank God they hit on Kyler. No, that was easy. If, if not, they fucking, probably would have had the first, a first pick again. The first pick, yeah. yeah so, they literally cards. couldn't flop that one. So, are you? I know you had a bit of a cards agenda coming into the year. Are you still in? In what? The cards. Doing what? I don't remember where you had them. Did you have them as a playoff team? No. I don't know. You you might have. It's really, you know what? I low-key feel like you had them with like 10 wins. Not a lot, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. I mean, what are they, two and four? Yeah. Top of the division is three and three. Uh, listen, not, I mean, yeah. Hey, listen, like, <laughs> shit can happen. D-Hop comes back, you know what I'm saying? But no, they'll probably not miss the playoffs. I mean, they make, you know what? Nah, I'm going to say they'll make the playoffs just in case they do make the playoffs. They're not going to say that. I got a W. Yeah. NFL pick them week seven. Let's get into it. Saints at Cardinals. Here we go. All right. So let's start it <laughs> off. Uh, Cardinals at home? Yeah. D-Hop's back? Yep. Give me Arizona. Taking the cards as well. I'm going Arizona. Embarrassing performance. They got to figure it out quick. The Saints have not been stellar defensively this year. It's another team I had to make the playoffs. Shamos. Saints. Yeah. Shamos. I have Arizona in this game. I think D-Hop is going to make a big impact on this offense. Browns at Ravens. Oh, my other agenda. Um. <laughs> Ugh. Give me, give me Baltimore. I think they'll bounce back. Bounce back game for Baltimore as well. It, Baltimore is a little weird right now, right? You have, I don't know if you saw, Rashad Bateman tweeted LOL or something like that after they signed Deshaun. You have Lamar who hasn't re-signed yet, had some interesting comments in the offseason. Hollywood won it out. So there's some interesting things going on in Division Baltimore right too. now for a team that and an organization that's been really well run. Baltimore needs this game. They need a bounce back game. They need to get a win. Cincinnati's right on their heels right now. Say, so I'll take Baltimore. Baltimore can't afford to lose this game. Jacoby's coming off an embarrassing performance. Their run game didn't really get much going either. I feel like both teams need this game. The Browns, structurally, I just trust them a bit more. But the Lamar factor just has me leading the Ravens, so I'm going with the Ravens. Buccaneers at Panthers. I'll take the Bucs. Bucs have to. After a loss to the Steelers, come on. Which was nuts. I'm going with the Buccaneers. This should be an easy win. Falcons at Bengals. I'll take the Bengals. It's another gimme. At home, yeah, Bengals. I don't think this is a gimme. I think the Bengals do win, but the well, Falcons are a tough, a gimme. gritty team. I think if they can take away the run and force Marcus Mariota to drop back, this will be an easy win, though. Marcus Mariota struggles when he drop back. When he drop backs, it's just it's Marcus Mariota. when they run play action and Mariota is able to complete these little easy throws, then he has success. But when you force him out of structure, he really struggles. So I'm going with Cincinnati. Lions at Cowboys. Dak's return. Big game for Dak. Give me Dallas. Dak is back. Dallas. Sorry. I'm going with the Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott throws for 300, 300 yards, three touchdowns in this game against this defense. I do. I was going to be aroused. Giants at Jaguars. I'll take the Giants. I'll ride the hot streak. Taking the G-Men. They looked really good. Every week on this show, I've picked against the Giants outside of maybe one game. So that's been the pick and most of my pickums that I've been wrong at. Last week I was – well, this past week I was 10-4. The week before I was 7-4. The week before I was 7-4. So in the past three weeks I've been 30, 34-12. I've had a great record. And you know what? I'm still going to not side with the Giants. I'm going with the Jaguars in this game at home. I think they're a team that has been on a losing streak. They need this win. Both teams are well coached, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a pretty good game. Packers at Commanders. 
Packers. I don't think Wentz is playing. Taylor Heineke, yeah, he's out four to six weeks. So Heineke gets a start over Sam Howell, which is interesting. Uh, well, we might as well start Sammy. But, yeah, give me Packers. There's not a lot of teams the Packers could beat, I think, right now. But with the backup quarterback, they should be able to get past the Commanders. The Packers lost to the Jets and Giants. Both teams that are well-coached have talent, at least some talent. The Commanders lack talent. Offensive line isn't that good. Carson Wentz isn't that good. The coaching is not that good. I'm going with the Packers. I think they win this game. They bounce back with this one. Colts at Titans. Ooh, division game. Give me Titans. Titans coming off a bye week as well. I'll take Tennessee. Mike Vrabel is an excellent coach. <laughs> off a of bye week, they will be prepared. But I will say the lack of offensive weapons is a bit alarming. But I will also say the Colts have been vulnerable against the run the past two weeks versus the Broncos versus the Jaguars. ATN, Michael Hasty, James Rock. It didn't matter who. Everybody was amazing. Who are you picking? I'm like going Jesus. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans in this one. Oh my goodness. The AFC Jeez. Championship Colts lose to Tennessee. Nah. Texans at Raiders. Raiders coming off a bye, get a win. Raiders need a win. I'm going with the Raiders. Jets at Broncos. Ooh, Denver's home. home. Russ might not play. If oh. Russ plays, if Russ doesn't play, Holy I don't know. Shit. If he doesn't play, that might be good for them. Not if wrong. If he did play, I think Josh Should Josh be. Johnson or or Rippy and Josh I'll take Johnson the Jets on this one. Give me know, the Jets. We know Josh Johnson. I'm a we, the, we do know the Jets. I'm around with, with the Jets on this one. Give me the Jets. Take the Jets as well. I'm going with the Jets. I think Zach Wilson has a pretty good game this game. Hope so. Two touchdowns. Chiefs at 49ers. Ooh, nasty game. Give me the Chiefs though. It's a good game. KC just losing to Buffalo. You're in San Francisco. They lost the Arrowhead too. San Francisco coming off a bye? No, they no, not. They, they just oh, lost they, yeah, they lost Atlanta. Mm. I'll take KC. 49ers dealing with a lot of injuries. Because of that, I'm going with the Chiefs. Seahawks at Chargers. The Chargers. I hope Keenan Allen is back for this game. He's expected to. If he's not, I'm still going with the Chargers. I'm going to take though. the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers. Steelers at Dolphins. Tua's return. Monday Night Football, right? Yep. Tua's returning? Yep. Sunday Night Miami. Football. Gonna, oh, Sunday Night? They're going to they're gonna blow them out. Give me Miami. Oh, the Monday Night game is so ugly. What's the Monday uh, Night game? We'll, we'll get to it. Um, Shit. I'll take, yeah, I'll take Miami. I'm going with the Dolphins. Bears at Patriots. This is so bad. This is the Monday Night Shit. game? Give me the Bears, man. Give me the fucking Bears, I'm going with man. the Patriots. I'm going with New England, too. Easy. Easily. This is the worst. Why do they do I don't, this shit? I don't know. Can they not change these? Some some they can Monday night you can change Sunday night can be changed Thursday can't. So just to let you guys know, the Celtics in Sixers game third quarter, James Harden has twenty nine points. Yeah, he's eating right now. Six re- five rebounds, seven assists. I wonder how I'm doing in fantasy. Tatum has thirty one. So the boom slip is about to hit, and B just needs twenty seven and a half or more. He's at nineteen. Because uh, the boom slip was Tatum twenty three and a half or more, Harden nineteen over, and Embiid. 27 and a half. Come on, Boston. Close it out. All I care about is a win, man. James Harden do whatever the hell he wants. Get out of here. This is going to do it for this episode of Pick Aside Podcast, episode 221. You can follow us at Pick Aside Pod on Twitter, at Pick Aside Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time. This is Kirk Henderson from Pod Maverick, a Dallas Mavericks podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. 
Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire.